friends, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. And I knew that. And I also know that you're extremely clumsy. So, that, I, don't, I don't know if I feel so, like that's You know fair. what? Props to me for, like, <laughs> biting the bullet and keeping my fingers where they needed to be with absolute I, disregard for my own safety. I can't. I, can't I deserve say a medal. I am surprised at all. I deserve that a award. you somehow twisted this into. I deserve a cookie <laughs> for you not hurting me. Yeah, for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you always deserve a cookie. Just ask well, him. well, I guess what I'm really trying to say is thanks for your help. <laughs> 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 You can find Fort Worth Roots online at fortworthroots.com or on all the social media channels as Fort Worth Roots. And there are videos associated with every one of these episodes. You can go to YouTube and look for Fort Worth Roots. Shout out to our listener supporters, Angela Hauk and Stephanie Daniels. They make a monthly contribution to the show through the Patreon app. And you can be a supporter of the show by going to the patreon.com webpage and, and typing in Fort Worth Roots in the Find Creator search bar. It'll pull us up. And for as little as $4 a month, you can also be a supporter of the Fort Worth Roots podcast. We share the bulk of the information about our sponsors and upcoming events at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. Real quick, this episode is sponsored by Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. You can go to roofingsolutionshauk.com or you can get them on the phone at 817-882-6520 that will be in the show notes and just by telling them you heard about them on the fort worth roots podcast they're going to give you 50 percent off on a roofing tune-up this information will be in the show notes again that's roofing solutions or 817-882-6520 next big event we want to let you know about is the river oaks christmas parade it is happening saturday december 10th at 6 p.m the route ends at city hall for the christmas tree lighting and it's open to the public, of course. If this is your first time listening to the Fort Worth Roots podcast or it's your 100th time listening to the show, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on and find us on your favorite social media platform. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. We post information on bands that have been on the show, different events that they've got coming up, things that we'll be doing in the near future, and so much more. If you couldn't tell by the title of this uh, episode or in the description... We had a lot of fun here. We have four guests today. It's going to start off with Jeff Lord from the Funky Town podcast. Then we got Joe Guzman, who's a local musician and the creator of Psychedelic Panther Festival. And Richard Keller, frontman for Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations, a band that you've heard about if you've been following the Fort Worth Roots podcast. And then we close the episode out with somebody that keeps popping up in these episodes over the past two and a half years while we've been doing the Fort Worth Roots podcast, Cody Halford from Abilene, Texas. If you're not familiar with the show, then you might not know what I'm talking about. But this is a good friend of mine, and we've been wanting to have him on the show for a very long time. And we finally got him in front of the roadcaster. So this really is just a, a friends of the show episode. And if you make it through the entire conversation at the end with Cody Hofford and myself, um, you deserve an award. Thank you all so much for being here. That's enough talking out of me. Please give it up for our guests today, Jeff, Joe, Richard, and Cody Hofford from Abilene, Texas. And let's start the show. Jim, James, Tim, what's his name? I wrote it down. Jeff. <laughs> Please welcome Jeffrey Lord. Oh, this is for the Jeffrey this Lord show? Lord, really? I thought Jeffrey Lord was kind of like a real guy. How are you supposed to be a strong, thrilling, powerful warrior and lover with a name like Jim? Hey, Mr. Turner. What's going on, my dude? Nothing, how are you doing? 
all just enjoying this lovely Sunday. You know, not too hot, uh, no rain. It's uh, it's a perfect day. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to call you and say, this is the Lord asking why you're not in church today. <laughs> That'd have been good. That'd have been good. We'll yep. just pretend like you did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it is nice. I went out and I took the dog for a walk earlier before it got too hot. And it's uh, it's real nice outside. Well, I was sitting down having breakfast when you texted me, man. I'm very flattered that you wanted me back on the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about your um, your big thing coming up. So have you done our big It's going to be your 100th episode. Um, yeah, our, our big thing. Okay. <laughs> um, but have you done 99 episodes as of whenever you were? Are you releasing one tomorrow, Monday? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out to be congruent with the schedule. We've got Jack Daw tomorrow. Uh, for the 99th episode, and then uh, nice. episode 100 will be Tim Love, and that will be the Monday following our 100th episode party out there at Pouring Glory. So it's all going to work yeah, out. Very, very cool. So it's going to be Saturday, September 10th. What time does it start? One? Starting at one. Folks want to show up a little early, that's fine. Just don't expect the festivities to begin until 1 p.m. Uh, we got the vendor market that's going to be setting up, I believe, around 11 or 11.30 for loadout, and then... Um, yeah, should get the ball rolling around 1 p.m. I believe the first band we're going to have up is late to the station. Uh, none of this was actually put in concrete, so we might move the uh, itinerary around a little bit. But late to the station, and then uh, Itchy Richie and the Burning Sensations, and then the Gray, I believe, is how we're going to do that. But I'm pretty positive that Kate Greathouse, our comedian, uh, will definitely be closing us out. So, Oh, cool. I think that's a good... Um a good flow as far as for the three bands. Like, I, what I was thinking about, I haven't quite got... All right. I was thinking about using those three bands, so after this interview, I'm going to play those, those three bands. And that's probably oh, the exact awesome. order that, that I'll play them in. I'll play them in Late to the Station first, then I was going to play Itchy Richie, and then I was going to play The Grey last. Yeah, I think it's cool. Whenever we first started, like, I, I know the, the Jerry Johnson Massacre, they did a one-year anniversary party um, where they had... Um, some bands play. We got a venue. It was shipping and interceding, which is closed now. Right. Um, but um, you know, he had four or five bands that that um, came out and played the show. We all just kind of hung out and watched music play or whatever. And then um, they had another one. I'm trying to think, I can't remember what we did. If we ever did anything, I know whenever we actually had one of the big ones, we just had like a we would do like a special episode or I was I would always try to get maybe somebody like extra cool or someone one of my favorites back or something if it was like the hundredth episode or whatever yeah. um I don't think we did any, any parties our parties were um I always made it the um and I didn't mean to make it this way but we ended up having uh I wanted to have a party around my birthday but I didn't want it to be a birthday party but of course it ends up being a birthday party <laughs> but it was but it was but it was called Hippie Bath Day, and we and we had I think three of them, and they were in March, and we always had bands play. Um, we would pick a venue, and we would pick the bands, and we would ask them to play, and, uh, and so that was always fun. But we always we always did like little shows, like where bands would play. And so I never really felt like, man, if I if I was like, hey, everybody, come out and see the Funky Town podcast. I don't. I never felt like maybe more than ten people would show up. But if I'm all like, hey, come out and see these bands and we're going to be there as well then 
often I get a bunch of people there because they have these really cool bands that are playing. Yeah, and that's exactly why I try to involve as many people as possible because, I mm-hmm. mean, to, to be perfectly honest with you, if I did a Fort Worth Roots podcast party and it was me inviting everybody out to come have some chicken wings with me, yeah, I'm, I might get five or six people. <laughs> so, so it, No, I know how it is, yeah. Yeah, and, and this is just, you know, we, we've got people who are going to be showing up for the music, people who are showing up just for the free stuff that we're going to be giving away. There's going to be people that come out for the vendor market and uh, mm-hmm. our comedian. Uh, and and then, you know, the people that will just organically be there because they're part of the show. I, I wanted to make this not about Fort Worth Roots as much as uh, making about community and uh, kind of reinforcing our podcast uh, fellow uh, podcasters. So anyway, it's it's organically just with the people that are involved with this going to have 50 people just right out the door. So. That's right. Cool. It's gonna be cool. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and it's family friendly. Yep, it is. I'll have the I'll have the whole family out out, out there because the wife will be out back selling her stuff. She'll probably have have the daughter, and then me and my boy will probably running around. And Here's I some. think I'm gonna try to um um yeah, my son's nine, so I'll have him with me. We'll be running around raising cane, and um I'm gonna try to bring a recorder. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so so maybe I can um, everybody bring a camera. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, camera recorder. Because I want to see if I can interview some of the different, um, some of the different podcasts. Maybe get little snippets from some of the different bands or whatever. I don't know. We just have it there. Yeah. Just maybe I can get some random on the spot in, in interviews and turn it into the next week's show or whatever. All right, man, well, dude, it's been fun. And, and seriously, I'll be there. Because the wife will probably took it there early because she has to set up for the uh, yeah for the vendor show. But we're definitely going to be there. She's excited about it. I'm excited about it. And um, I think it's going to be a good time. The weather's good. We have good music, great food, lots of cool stuff to buy, lots of cool people to meet. So Right. And thank you so much for your support, man. I mean, uh, everybody has been great about this, uh, all the podcasters that we got involved. But there's a few of uh, these people, like yourself, that have just gone above and beyond to support this event. And I appreciate it so much. So thank you very much. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I dig what you're doing. You know, I really do. And so I want, I want other people, you know, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's like, there's some cool stuff going, going on. I want people to know about it so they can go have fun and do cool shit. This is one of those cool things that's going on that people will in, enjoy if they know about it. So I'm yeah. just trying to do my little part to help people know about it. And so, so for your listeners, you don't have to actually spend a dime uh, this Saturday, but your support just coming out and uh, adding your body to the, the, the head count that we're going to be taking will not only help uh, Fort Worth Roots possibly get another one of these events going sooner, uh, it could also lead to all 11 of these podcasts uh, getting sponsorship because I, I gave everybody permission to use the images, the video, the pictures from this event for any kind of marketing ploy that they have in the future. So this this is something that's going to help out the entire podcast community. So please come out. Show your support. It's going to be yeah. a great time. For sure. And if you do come out, come up and say hi to me. Oh, yeah. Autographs from Jeffrey Lord. Right. Yep. Autographs and pictures. $5. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, I'm already making money. <laughs> Good deal. All right, man. Well, I will see you Saturday. Okay, brother. If you need anything, holler at me. I'll do it. All Talk right. to you later. See you. Bye. All right. Okay, bye. Joe Guzman, world traveler, producer of the Psychedelic Panther Festival. 
joins us live here at the Fort Worth Roots studio. Joe, what's up, my man? Good morning, my friend. That's how a live uh, production would start. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we went out this morning. We got breakfast at that place called Snooze off of 7th Street. I had the Eggs Benedict. I think you had... I had the, uh, the Benny Benny Benedict. Had I think. a habanero uh, flavored Eggs Benedict that blew my mind. And they're so both incredible. Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah. I was just telling Joe before we hit the record button that I like eating at local establishments for breakfast, but snooze is incredible, and every once in a while i got to break my keep Fort Worth dollars in Fort Worth pockets rule because <laughs> it's really damn good. But thanks for coming out, man. It's a little bit of a drive. You're over in uh, kind of the, the, the far east side of Fort Worth. Yeah. Watauga. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm by Watauga, yeah, yeah. By, by, by Watauga for sure. That's a good twenty-five minute drive, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it was worth it though. It was worth every uh, every time uh, spending in, in uh, traffic, which was wasn't that bad this morning. So yeah, I would think yeah. not on a Sunday. Yeah. So you just got back from Hawaii. Which island were you on? I was on the Big Island of Hawaii. Uh, it's it's officially called the Island of Hawaii. Okay, so that's that's the main island. Um, yes, that's the main island. That's the biggest one. Uh, the the more trafficked one is, of course, Oahu. That's the one that everybody knows, and that's where Honolulu and Pearl Harbor is. Um, but then the big island is just above that one, and it's obviously a lot bigger. It has, um, in my opinion, a lot more of the natural sites of of that chain of islands. You know, so yeah. Yeah, some incredible pictures you were sharing with us. Did you stay on that island the entire time? I did. I did. What's it like hopping between the islands? What's what's the protocol for that? What's the distance? How long does it take? Um, a lot of the uh, hopping in between happens through private charters. And this is water or air? Air. Okay. Air. And uh, it usually takes no more than 45 minutes from island to island. Okay. So, so you're not taking a kayak? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although you could get there in a day's time from Maui to Big Island, you could probably, like, you know, sail out and, you know, and arrive within, you know, ample time, reasonable time. Yeah. Yeah. When I think of the waters of Hawaii, I do think about sharks, though. There's probably quite a bit of shark activity in them waters. You know, I was uh, snorkeling for every week while I was there. Yeah. And... Um, kind of had that mainland fear that I'd encounter a shark at some point um, and no not really I mean the the, the sharks are known to inhabit um, the waters f- more further out from the coast okay um, and if we're talking about a- anywhere in Hawaii where they would be prevalent would be places like South Point which is all the way down there at the bottom um they don't frequent the north side of the, of the island as much. Uh, you have a hammerhead population ha- that hangs out there, but most of your tiger sharks and most of your um, reef sharks and bull sharks are going to be on the south side. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody's swimming around there. Oh, you know, you still have surfers and swimmers and everything, yeah. Madmen. Uh, Crazy people. No. Uh, See, like a shark, because I've seen sharks twice in the water. A shark is like any kind of um, predator that you see in the wild. It'll let you know it's there. Believe me, like it's not used to eating humans. It probably doesn't like the way we taste if it tried to eat us. 
you know it'll let you know it's there it'll it'll give you the eye and then that's up to you then to get the hell out of its territory so you, know, you want to circle around you don't want to go through its territory because it already warned you you mm. know like now when it's a frenzy you just got yourself in, in a pickle you know what i mean that's a <laughs> you are the pickle yeah you are the pickle <laughs> i mean you know but but frenzies happen in deep ocean they don't happen near the shore for whatever reason that that never happens near the shore it's, it's always deep ocean where um the schools of big fish are right yeah. so you know where the eating is good mm -hmm. so you said you were out there snorkeling once a week how many weeks did you spend out there in the big island i spent six weeks okay yes how hard was it to come back to texas i'm not gonna lie it was hard <laughs> it really was i didn't want to leave uh uh not only did i leave a beautiful place i also left a a uh, beautiful girl out there, you know, and uh, uh, when she listens into this, uh, she'll know that Give I'm, her a shout out. What's yeah, her name? I'm bragging about her. Yeah. It's Amanda. Amanda. What's up, Amanda? Amanda. All my love, Amanda. Yeah. We're so. thinking about you over here in yeah. Texas. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. It was a magical time, you know. Uh, got to see a lot of turtles underwater. Yeah. You know, did get a lot of that, a, a lot of... Um, parrot fish a lot of like the colorful stuff you know mm -hmm. um the water's cold there man it's like 50 degrees it's therapeutic yeah it, it'll give you a, a shock to your system so 50 sounds pretty yeah i don't yeah. know if i'd i mean i guess once you get in it you're okay right you climatize a little bit but um god damn that's cold it's it's cold it's cold for water you know um and you're, wear, you're wearing a suit right I did the first few times, but then I started going suitless because I enjoyed the shock factor. Damn. You know, like, it, it just grows on you, you know? Crazy people. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, wild. Well, I'm glad you made it back. So, um, since I got the opportunity to talk to you today, we a uh, little bit of chat on the social media about going forward and preparing for next year's Psychedelic Panther. Yeah, and you know what? I want to do that earlier than later. Um, I kind of, you know, start putting my feelers out there and I got a lot of good feedback. Um, already a lot of my favorite artists said that they are jumping on board new artists this time too, you know, which is, uh, an exciting prospect to, to have some of the new artists from DFW come to join this festival. And among those new artists, um, there's some bands that we haven't heard of. Uh, here around these parts but they are stellar bands that the world needs to know about okay so were they coming out of denton or we got some coming out of denton uh we have um let's see if we have any more fort worth we have dallas and we have fort worth in fact we have gorgeous jetson who signed on for this year primo danger out of fort worth who signed on for this year we have um let's see the wee beasties out of denton Okay, they're they're a pretty big hit. Um, knocking on wood, right? That uh, the nice ladies from Pearl Earl will join us this this year. But one that I'm really excited about is Sky Window. Okay, I haven't heard of them. Are they Fort Worth? They are from Denton. Okay, um, I'll have to check them out. In, Sky Window. In my opinion, uh, if we're talking about psychedelic influenced music. And uh, that genre of atmospheric psychedelia, these guys are it. They mix 
the um, atmospheric sounds and, and psychedelia with jazz music. Nice. You know, and, and um, as a five piece there are sky window. I can't even picture that, but it's it's gotta be incredible. It's it's mind blowing. It's like saying bands like uh Explosions in the Sky or Sigaros, you know. Uh, bands like that that are truly big sounding and atmospheric and are gonna take you for a ride. You know. So Sky Window is, is our people that I've been following since I was I don't know. Let's just say I've been following them for about seven years. Yeah. Since they were like a three piece before they evolved into a five piece. When they were a three piece, they also performed as a jazz unit at Pascal's Bar in Denton. Okay. And uh multifaceted. And oh yeah. They could do anything. Yeah. They they were doing <laughs> jazz without and I was seeing them as a jazz band before I knew them as Sky Window. Yeah. And uh, as a jazz band they're the Mike Luzecki band. Okay. So um yeah. And you haven't got them signed up. You're just hoping that they will. Oh, no. They signed oh, up. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah they signed They'll up. They'll be uh, there. They want an early slot, so be there early, y'all, next year. So this year's Psychedelic Panther was a huge success by any metric. Yeah. Uh, knocked it out of the park, man. Yeah. Um, what do you think you're kind of looking towards for changes in the, the format this year? Or is it going to be pretty much the exact same? I'm reaching out right now feedback from those who attended and uh, those who participated. Yeah. Um, Going to make changes accordingly. Going to make sure that the overhead is provided for and that we have the right generators this time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, maybe get some sandbags involved to kind of secure the banner on the outside. Um, uh, a stronger schedule of PVC. Yes. Is uh, yes. what I would suggest. Because we, we, we used uh, PVC this year to secure that banner, and it was... Floppy. It was floppy, yeah. Like a sail. Because it was, the, you know, it was pretty long pieces of PVC. So mm -hmm. this year we just need a, uh, a thicker schedule uh, mm -hmm. pipe. Just something that's got a little more girth to it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know what? It actually, it, it held up. It worked. I yeah. mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was there, and it, it know, didn't go anywhere, so... When the wind stopped blowing and it worked for the pictures, you know, and uh, yeah. and something I really appreciate when when the fence wasn't being blown backwards. Yeah, um, I'm I'm also trying to reach out earlier this year for vendors um, and, and artists. I want a greater variety of visual artists. Um, I appreciate our artists from this year. I want there to be more visual artists next year. Um, uh, as opposed to the uh, jewelry and the crafts, right? There was maybe two or three booths that sold jewelry and crafts, and not enough painters and uh, and not enough um, visual artists. And I really want to give the painters and visual artists this coming year a, a firm opportunity. Texas A&M, I believe, has a, a agricultural department that will take your soil sample and tell you wh exactly what's in it, down to the, the nitrogen levels and... Uh, whatever so uh, you can but i just always thought it'd be a good idea to uh to not mess with that mm -hmm. do a raised bed and uh put some good soil in there and, and then start from scratch and then you can compost and kind of add value to your soil and welcome to fort worth roots folks we're talking home and gardening today this is uh home gardening <laughs> but also <laughs> off-grid living you know and and also uh sustainability right i yeah. mean you know, I, I guess that's the whole point of it, right? You know, like... Uh, you need a lot of room, yeah. though. I mean, if you're going to build a garden that's going to actually 
feed a family of four, you need some space. Like yeah. I couldn't do that here. I, I, I probably could not grow enough stuff in that yard attached to the studio uh, that would sustain me individually. Now, whenever we were kids, we, we grew squash in our backyard. And that shit will grow like a weed. That stuff grows fast. But I don't know if you can survive on squash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, squash every day. S- squash it's get old quick, squash man. Squash twice a week is like already like, uh, squash is good the first time, but I don't, I don't know about this time. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough bacon for all this squash. <laughs> yeah. And then it starts getting, I mean, you, at that point you're going vegan, right? Because you're not raising livestock in a backyard in Fort Worth. Yeah. <laughs> you could try it. People are big on chickens. I've noticed that's like a, there's a big uptick in the amount of, Chicken talk I see on my social media feeds. Yeah, chicken coops, yeah, yeah. Trying to do it up, get their eggs, and I, I guess after they stop producing eggs, then then you get your meat, right? Yeah. Isn't that how that works? When I, I lived in Irving for a little bit, like just, you know, a, a couple of instances in my life, and I remember both times I lived there, somebody had a chicken coop nearby because uh-huh. you'd hear roosters and, and uh, you know, uh, chickens cuckling around and everything, you know, yeah. You know, uh, it's a thing, you know. There's there's little pockets around here. You see stuff like that. I mean, hell, uh, Main Street going into like the stockyards, yeah. just north of that, there are um, equestrian centers or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. horse ranches. I don't know what it's called, but people have horses and stables just just outside of Main Street. These are like residential areas, and uh, you know, consequently, you see horseback riders up and down Main Street and ri- uh, walk riding their horses yeah riding their horses on the trinity and stuff like that so yeah there's um, still like you know one, one of the cool things uh, I, I guess about texas is that is there's still like in the background there's a still kind of uh that pull to live as though you're a rural person you yeah know I mean? yeah you no know, which uh, the city yeah i mean we're slowly being lost in new generations but it's still you know it's still there. People love them horses, you know. <laughs> yeah, I when I were when I was in a in the Kona, uh, or in, in South Point, you know, I, I uh, it's a different part of the island. It's all windswept and it has um, big tall grass and and uh, it looks like some of the places you see in Texas. But the only difference is that at the end of it, there's a huge sea cliff that drops into the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, so think about Texas, but on a sea cliff. Okay. You know, and out that to myself, you know, I will love a horse just to just to ride around here. Yeah. You know? Like, I I don't think wherever I'm at, even even if I end up in Hawaii or someplace like that, I would give the notion of having a horse. It's just such a cool concept. I remember when I was a little kid, um, I, we went on a group ride, and I almost stole a horse. Like I was at 12, you know, <laughs> and I was on a jockey, like a jockey on its back, just taken off. You know, and the group leader had to chase me through these woods. It was like a 20-mile ride. I was bucking it, too, you know. You didn't know what you were doing, right? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's your first time yeah. on a horse? Um, that was like my second time on a horse. Okay, yes. second time on a horse, I, I, I 12 t- years old. You I, didn't have much idea what you were doing. I took to it pretty well, though. Yeah, every, I mean, well, like sure, I but, yeah. I mean, you were probably at some in some pretty high risk, <laughs> whether you realized it or not. One tree branch and no more Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what that group leader... He was probably in a full panic, thinking, "Here goes my job." I was that going kid s- is dead. Super fast, like he, <laughs> he had a hard time catching me. Like you know, 
90 pounds soaking wet just yeah. flying down the woods you know yeah, i'm trying to imagine i mean <laughs> jo- you don't look like you weigh uh anything over 160 now so probably at 12 years old that horse is like he's free he's yeah. got nothing on his back you know you were nothing to him yeah damn it must have been a good horse, though. I mean, to, he, he took good. care of you anyway. That's a good horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't try to get yeah. rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't ridden a lot of horses since then, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, any situation in the future probably probably would have a horse there. In it, so. yeah. yeah. I love that idea. As a, as a kid, I, you know, I think we all – did we all want horses when we were kids? I think if you grew up around here, you probably did. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a horse whenever I was really, really little, and I don't even remember the situation. Its name was Goldie. And uh, I can just barely remember it. And that, that might be part of the fascination there. Um, I know that I was sat up on its back a few times just to, like, oh, look, we got the kid on the horse. But, you know, too young to ride it for sure. Yeah. yeah I couldn't have pulled a 12-year-old Joe stunt and <laughs> ran off with it into the sunset. But, uh, yeah, man, I'd, I, w- I would also really, really, really like to do that one day. Have enough uh, property where I could have a couple of horses. Yeah. I don't know what you do with them after that. Uh, but they probably eat a lot of food. So now you got to get a much bigger garden, and I don't know if they eat potatoes. <laughs> no, th- th- you would have to feed them. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, ethically, uh, you want to feed them grains, of course, any, yeah. any kind of grain, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's just like uh, having a pet. They have vet bills, too, sometimes, you know. you got to take care of their teeth. You have to uh, make sure that their feet are right. You know, uh, for you know, uh, for their shoes, right? Yeah, you know, there's a, like a whole. Yeah. Uh, you know that that the horse's hoof is like a nail, right? Yeah, it and just it keeps growing. Trimmed at yeah. some point, you know what I mean? Or else it just starts to like splay a f- out. A farrier. That's yeah. what they call those guys. You got to get a farrier to come yeah. out there, and he basically, you know, like the the nail places you go, and they like shove your cuticles back up into your toenail bed. Yeah been to one of those you ever done that uh no don't no. do it it's the dumbest craziest thing <laughs> like people do this like voluntarily i had a, a a girl talk me into doing a pedicure one time and it was one one of the most terrifying things i've ever done first of all nobody touches my feet now i've got a stranger touching my feet and they're using a stick and they're shoving skin back up into my toenail bed does this sound like torture to you because it sounds like torture to me it's not nice no it's, it's not, not nice, nice. No. yeah so anyway, this crazy person called a farrier goes out and does this to horses. They are literally cutting off the hoof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're digging into it, cleaning yeah. it out. And but I the the videos I've seen of uh, farriers doing this, it almost looks like the horse enjoys it. Like, like it's maybe a, it feels a good a to relief. them. Yeah, yeah to get sort. all that dead shit off the bottom of their feet. So yeah, it sounds like a very expensive thing. I think I'll wait on my horse. Yeah. I can't afford that. <laughs> or, or learn how to do it yourself, you yeah. know, and just kind of get all the gunk out yourself the best you can. Yeah, you know? I see me getting kicked in the head. That's what I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been bucked by a horse as a kid, so, That's yeah. actually, you see these scars here? I got one, two, and there's a third one over here somewhere in all that hair. <laughs> but I had pins, and these things were deep, dude. So when I came out of surgery, I just had this little, little piece of metal sticking out of my arm, here, here, and here. And I had no idea how far these things went down. Well, the day came where they had to pull these things out. And this is at an army hospital. And I don't know if this is the exact way you're supposed to do this, but it's the way they did it to me. They just kind of put some numbing shit on my skin. And they took basically pliers. And they just wiggled it until it came out, right? Mm. I'm awake for this. I'm watching the guy do it. 
And I'm looking at this thing thinking, any second now, the pin is going to come out of my arm. And it just kept coming and coming and coming oh. and coming. And I mean, it was like, in my imagination, and I didn't measure it at the time, but I remember it being like four or five inches long. And the guy was just back and forth wiggling this thing out of my bone. And I'm thinking about what he's doing. I'm watching him, and I can kind of feel the vibration up, like, deep inside my arm. And, I mean, it was the most nauseating thing. And the guy was laughing because he, I'm sure, like, the color in my face was gone, and I just had this look of absolute despair. What a sadist doctor, eh? <laughs> yeah, I think this was, like, the nurse. I don't think this was uh, the doctor. But, anyway, it was a big dude with a beard, and I, I don't know. This was maniacally laughing as he was, like, torsioning. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, anyway, the, the way I broke that wrist is um, I was riding a horse, uh, very well intoxicated, and I decided that I, w I was inside of a pin, like a horse pin mm -hmm. at a rodeo. And these are friends of mine from the Army, and they let me get on this horse. Well, I got bored on this horse. I decided I was going to John Wayne my way over to the next horse. So I hopped on to another horse as it was passing me, and that horse went, no, sir, that's not the way we do things around here. And he immediately launched my ass off of his back. <laughs> and by the way, these are the most well-behaved, best-trained horses in the world. Yeah. So for me to pull something like this that pissed off one of those horses, he really, crossed really he crossed yeah, lines, I did yeah. some dumb <laughs> shit. And I deserved every bit of the broken bone I got. I broke both sides of it, but I, I fell down. And when I did, I, I put my hands out like you're not supposed to, right? Yeah. Like I was trying to catch myself with my hands, and I felt that thing snap. So, yeah, I don't have a lot of time on horseback, but uh, <laughs> the time I do have has not gone well. Anyway, don't drink Patron and ride. That should be a billboard. Yeah, that's probably probably what did it. Actually, too. I think it was Jack. It was Jack. Yeah. Jack Daniels. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. uh, What's the message from the universe today, Joe? The message from the universe is uh, to follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams, everybody. Which you've uh, you've been pretty good at uh, trying to chase that. Yes. And, uh, uh, you're an encouragement to me, and uh, I can't wait to watch you succeed more. And uh, let me know. However, I can help with uh, psychedelic panther or anything else you're getting into. Absolutely. And yeah. Don't leave here until I take a picture. I've been really bad about forgetting that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next to Mr. Creepy there. That's his name, by the way. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, thanks for doing this, and uh, let's do more more often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot more to talk about as we near the date. So, uh, I'll be back. Awesome. Why aren't we solving the world's problems? We should be. Well, we've, we've got the wrong this before. before. I know. We've sat here. This is this is clearly a solution. Is this the third or fourth time you've recorded? Third. Okay. Third. No. Step it up, dude. No, no. So I'm putting Rookie together. Numbers. I'm going to put a schedule together, and it's going to be okay. Fort Worth Roots records every Saturday from, and I'm going to say like probably nine to three. That way, okay. I'm getting a shit ton of recording done. Or maybe I'm just doing one, but it doesn't totally wreck my weekend. I can still go see a show or, yeah, yeah. you know, come see you dudes play or whatever. So, but the uh, point of this is I haven't had a schedule. It's just been like, yeah, get well in I where know. you fit in. Oh, I remember. Right. I know. Last time I was on, it was literally like, hey, can you come over tonight? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'm leaving now. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, 
most of it, mo- most of the reason behind it is so that people can come and co-host. So mm-hmm. I would love to have you on as a co-host. Oh, that would be fun if you'd like to do it. I would like to do that. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to build the itchy empire. Yeah, I see Slowly that. Slowly but You've surely. You've been busy, dude. I have been. Your new album is already released, or it's about to release. Came out in May. Okay. Uh, Continuous vaudeville. You yep. interviewed Joe Tacky about mm-hmm. it, who was the engineer, and he doesn't want production credit, but our Cloudland brother. Yes. Yep. And uh, I just keep running into people that uh, that know all about Itchy. And I went That's to see weird. a t-shirt man. And I know. He was like, yo, I just talked to Itchy Richie. And he says that I need to definitely be networking with you. Yeah, I, I did tell him that because, and it was, it's kind of a funny story. I brought it up because I was like, hey, man, we're, you know, I'm, thanks. Because it was a quick turnaround. I gave him the shirts like last Thursday and picked them up. Was that yesterday? Did he tell you that I'd already contacted him and tried to... He, well, that's what it came up. I was like, oh, so it's this uh, 100th episode celebration for Fort Worth Roots. Uh, it's this guy, Andrew Turner. He goes, Andrew Turner. Goes, Why does that name sound familiar? I was like... I w- he was supposed to do my t-shirts. Yeah, that's what I was... I couldn't it, get a hold of him. Well, and that's what he said. He, he, and he admitted to it, <laughs> which was very cool <laughs> yeah. of him. He was just like, oh, fuck, I dropped the ball. I should have got back with that guy. I was like, yeah, you should have, because there's easily going to be... If it's a complete disaster, there will be 100 people there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's if it's a complete disaster, which right. it will not be. Well, who was I? I was just talking to somebody about this. Maybe it was last night with uh, JJTM. Is that right? Jerry Jones, Town Oscar. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be, organically, just with the people that we got that are involved with it, there's going to be over 50 people there. I, exactly. Just that. So yeah. if. If me going around town and putting flyers at every coffee shop and breakfast place that would let me, if uh, advertising my ass off on Facebook and yep. talking to all these different people and cross-promoting with different organizations, if, if that adds up to anything, there should be at least 51 people there. Right, you know? right. <laughs> well, it, so it, here's how I've been pitching it to people, because uh, this is audio. No one can hear this, or no one can see this, rather. People can hear it eventually. Hopefully. I would... One would think. I guess I can stop with the hand signals. Yes, yeah. I've been signing the whole time yeah. while we were sitting here. Well, that was, that's for our uh, uh, American Sign Language audience mm-hmm. that uh, you're not videoing for right now, which frankly makes you a dick. Did you know that sign language is different in other countries and languages? I did, only because American is before sign language. I that's get, the only I, reason I, I knew that. I get that now, but I'm <laughs> such an American that I just thought the Americans came up with sign language, and that's why it's American <laughs> Sign well, the, I know the middle finger is pretty ubiquitous. I think everyone's kind of on <laughs> yeah, the same page with yeah. the middle finger. That's universal. Um, except for the British, because they do this, but they have historical context. I'm holding up the two fingers, the two up yours fingers for the uh, people Pro- that prostate can't Prostate check? No, so it was for when they were fighting the French, and I could be getting my history wrong, but what the French would do is they'd capture their archers and cut off these two fingers. Oh, shit. So they wouldn't be able to pull back the bows. Which is actually kind of humane, right? Because you're keeping them alive. You're not alive. killing them. And you're, you're 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 taking your enemy out like it's kind of yeah kind of uh, leave it to the French to not kill their enemies. Um, <laughs> sorry, any French people listening, uh, but nice so that's what they do is when they would march up on somewhere they would do this to say we have our fingers, motherfucker, we're about to kill you. Damn. So that's why if you see British people going ah oi. That's what that is. Dang. Okay. Good to know. I, I derailed you. What were you going to uh, say? I was, uh, this, uh, 
this what? is how I've been pitching this to people because mm-hmm. you know I you see my social media uh, I'm always like hey come to my show yeah, yeah. hey it's 10 bucks to get into my show that's why you want as many musicians promoting because you exactly. guys are good at it well, it's because we have we uh, we're used to people telling us why they can't show up for things uh, oh man I'm sorry uh, I fell asleep at like 8 o'clock I'm like I bet you posted at 10 that you got DoorDash <laughs> but whatever <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but on the flyer, it says free event. That's what I'm telling people. I was like, guys, you get three bands and a comedian for free. Yeah. What else do you need to know? If, you, if you're going to see Kate Greathouse at Hyenas, you're paying... 20 bucks. Uh, yeah. It's like a $20 cover and a two-drink minimum. Got to have those two drinks. Yeah. Here, there's no drink minimum. They're running $3 beer specials. Like, I'm telling everyone, like, if there was ever an excuse that you had... We've removed 98% of them. Yeah. So barring, you know, death in the family, uh, you know, kid shitting himself. Yeah. And even then, bring the kid there. We'll have a hose. We'll hose him down. Little it's shitty fine. bridges. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll even call him little shitty bridges to shame him for shitting himself. Until he's 50. Yeah. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then on his gravestone after he, you know, inevitably dies. Our beloved little <laughs> shitty, shitty pants. Little shitty, shitty bridges lies here. But no, that's a, that's what I've been telling people. I'm like, look, dude, this is going to be cool because uh, I've been listening to a little bit of late to the station. They're so incredible, and They're they, really they gig good. everywhere. Yeah, they so do. it's easy, and I I feel bad because I haven't made it out. I did catch one of their shows. I have not caught one of yours, and I've been no, to about three of theirs because they're always gigging. Well, and it's easier. You're going from you're talking about two full piece like because the gray's a five piece, right? Mm-hmm. We're a four piece. It's, it's harder. It's it's harder for us to get a show oh, because yeah. not everyone wants a fucking drummer to show up, right? And beat on stuff and be loud. Well, Paul plays three damn intru- instruments at the same time. All right, Paul, just rub it in our face how talented you are. Carrie, she can play the harmonica, the flute, the kazoo, a violin, and an acoustic guitar at the same time. I've seen her do it. It's incredible. Okay, not at the same time. That was like eight different things, dude. She's not. <laughs> she's not. What's the lady? Vishnu. Yeah, is that the one? The the Buddhist god with the. Yeah, the Hindu god. I think it's arms. Vishnu that has all the arms. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, they're just they're gigging all over the place. Yeah, they, they the the stuff that Jeff Lord played on the other night. I was so Texas glad he woman. did that. That was awesome. Yours and theirs, and the, did he have something by uh, the gray? He did, and it okay. was really good. Businesses that have thrown some fun things in the, the grab bag and uh, stickers and whatnot. I, so. I wanted to talk to you about that a little bit. What's that? The Delta 8 samples. That's happening. I know. I just got done texting back and forth with Thrive Apothecary. So it's not going in the grab bag. I know. I know. <laughs> I get it, but I'm just saying like you get some for the bands. I'm just uh, I'm asking I will purely. Make, I will make sure that the bands <laughs> have free access to the Delta 8 I'm that will be 98% provided. sure the bands will probably just be like we already got our own. Belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delta no, 8? What is that? Kick the training wheels off and come on over here. <laughs> yeah. Is that um, the diet stuff? Is that zero sugar? <laughs> Cannabis zero. Yeah. I mean... That would be the diet version, I think. <laughs> well, they do have one because they have, you know, all of the different... You and Jeff talked about this, how they have all the different, like, THC, oh, THC... I don't know anything about it. So, I asked about it because I was like... Why the fuck do we have 
Because to me, it's just like at this point, can we just legalize it so it's uh, we're not playing all these stupid games? The mystery is gone. I know exactly what it is, and I think yeah. everybody else does too. We're just waiting for big pharma and the yep. government to figure out how they're going to make a fortune off of this, and then they'll turn the tap on. You know what yeah. I mean? That's all it is. That's it's exactly public what it consensus is. is up. All of our uh, legislators are on board. I mean, it's, there, it's uh, time. there's still some old holdouts, but they're in the minority now. Vastly, yeah. yeah, like because. The, one of the biggest things was, was like five, six years ago, it was like a Republican uh, senator, Texas senator uh-huh. for the Texas Senate. He proposed a bill to legalize in Texas, and his whole thing was like, look, yeah, I'm a conservative, but based on being a conservative and based on my Christian values, mm-hmm. God put this plant here. We should be able to use it and make money off of it, and it's not really hurting anybody. Yeah. Like what? Like that's the right argument too, because you're not leaning into well, it's a medicine and it's going to help people. I mean, you can argue that shit all day. And, but, well, but and it does. There's there's plenty of evidence to support that. However, let's be honest. You can argue it. Yeah, there's, let's be there's honest. Physicians that will go back and forth and say yes and no, and some people say it helps with inflammation. Some pay. Some people say no, it's a placebo effect. It doesn't matter. And there's plenty of people that are literally just like, I like getting high. Yeah, which well, is and, which is you know what. That's fine. And the absolute only argument that I I have that I think is even relevant. You know, you can talk about all that other stuff until you're blue in the face. But whenever I can go into a bar Mm -hmm. and I can drink myself into oblivion, sure, there's laws against it or whatever, but it's an option. I can do it. And, you know, uh, there's people out there ruining their bodies, ruining their lives, their careers, and they're all doing it with the powerful elixir that you can get on every street corner. I mean, it's... It's a drug in every sense of the way, and it's destructive as shit. So if yeah. that's going to be legal, why can't people take something that is, you know, non... Uh, habit-forming. Well, it might be habit-forming. Well, it's, 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 it's psychological. A, it's not a... It's not a chemically addictive Yeah, product. exactly. Yeah. So, and where alcohol is. And it, yeah. Pick up a book, man. Alcohol's, uh, alcoholism is a uh, progressive disease. It gets worse and worse and worse. And with... The, the marijuana, it's just, or the, the you know, the pots. <laughs> I felt silly when I said the that. Pots. Um, it's not like that. And yeah. so if I can take a little bit of THC and I can put it in a seltzer water and I can have somebody drink that instead of a beer or hard liquor or whatever and it takes the edge off for them, we're done here. There's well, no reason to argue about this anymore. And I got a little anecdotal evidence. Okay. Having hung out with drunks and yeah. stoners, mm-hmm. both in my yeah. day. As a musician, you run across both. <laughs> I have not once seen a violent fist fight erupt between stoners. The worst that Won't has happen. happened, the worst that I've seen happens is that, oh, man... Oh, someone ate all the chips. And then the, someone else goes, sorry, bro. <laughs> and then they go, ah, who can drive to the store? No, like, that's it. Nobody. End of it. Yeah, no one. But now we have DoorDash. Yeah. You don't have to go like, anywhere. That's, yeah. Because oh, my argument, like, the blue laws in Texas, I think, are ridiculous. What are those? The They're called the blue laws because, I don't know why they're called the blue laws, but they're about alcohol. You know how you can't buy beer afternoon oh, yeah. on Sundays right, and yeah. can't buy liquor at all? Yeah. I've always been like, that's ridiculous that is weird yeah and this day and age so here's what you're telling me i run out of whiskey on saturday right common story saturday night you didn't prepare and it's you know cowboys are on at three the next day mm-hmm. so you, you finished your whiskey and you're just like fuck man i really want to watch the game but i want to drink yeah i don't want to drink beer i want to drink whiskey i'm really in the mood for some wellers so you go to your local watering hole and then you get 
fucking tanked. And then you try to limp your stupid ass back home. Yeah. When, if it was legal just to buy whiskey on a Sunday, I would just go to Total Wine. Shout out Total Wine. Waiting for that endorsement. <laughs> um, buy my whiskey. Go home. And, you know. Respons- drink responsibly drink myself to death at the uh, house. Yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, and what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm probably just going to pass out on the couch and shit myself. Yeah. Or a nasty acid stain on the, the new Berber carpet. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, that and that's and that's my problem. I'm not. I'm not it's disturbing not a, the public. Not a with public it. problem. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> running into a telephone pole. I'm just making an ass of myself. Yeah, I've never understood that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. We do have a lot of stupid ass uh, laws that don't make sense. And that we do. I we talk about that. I think we talked about it last time I was on about the the dildos in Dallas. Also, I think I talked. You just about that. had to, didn't you? You just had to. Bring I've always it up. got dildos in Dallas on the mind. <laughs> I think you came up recently at the Jerry Jones Sound Massacre. The first time I was out there, that we're talking about how it's illegal to. I I think Tim brought it up from the that Funky was Fun- Panther. I thought, yeah, I thought that was on Funky Panther. Oh, maybe it I was. heard it. Oh, I you're remember right. Talk, y'all right. talking it was about Tim, it. though. I knew it was Tim. Tim's obsessed with this little tidbit of information. I, him and I are going to get along great. <laughs> so. We're, we're going to be ones to overturn the the archaic dildo laws of Texas. <laughs> Is it that important to you? So my gotta have a cause, man. And what what I what I told Tim is I was like, we need to get behind the, the you know, THC marijuana, the pots. We need to get behind that movement before we start worrying about adult massaging devices. That, that's only because you have money invested in that. That's Maybe right. all my money's parked in dildos. Okay. <laughs> okay. The adult entertainment industry. Uh, I wonder yeah, if man. you could buy stock in dildos. I bet you could. There's probably a weird way to. You know, I hate that we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, because I love it. Even though I can, I, again, I can hear your listenership yeah. going. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're done with this. Uh, this guy. Itchy's back. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Does anybody else call you itchy or is that just me? A lot of people do. I just call you itchy. I'm fine with that. I, I don't even think of you as Richard. That's good because I, I think Itchy Richie was me trying to avoid being Richard. You don't want to be a dick. I can't help it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'd ask you for big shows that are coming up, but I do have this thing's going to be probably six weeks down the road when we release it. Do you have anything? That's true. I do have one. Uh, not booked yet. Okay. Well, and let me know. We do. I'll let you know. You know um, I'll blast it out. Uh, we did get on a show of a national touring band September 25th at Ridgely Theater. Nice. Who's the touring band? Uh, Artifice. Okay. I think, I don't know how you. I don't know them, but that's familiar. Uh, They're kind of. uh, It's big enough that I've heard the name. They're like alt metal. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, It was funny how I got the show, too. So, you know, Facebook, I follow promoters of all ilks. Mm -hmm. And there's this dude, Brian Idell. I forget the name of his company. But I know him tangentially because Randy, my friend Randy, does shows with him. Yeah. Because he's in a metal band. Okay. So, I follow him, and he put out a post one day. He's like, hey, we need uh, need an opener for this metal band coming through on, I forget what day, it was sometime this month. So, kind of being a smart ass, I just emailed him. I was like, hey, I think we'd be down. He's like, all right, send me your stuff. Send him continuous vaudeville. Oh, shit. And he goes, you were not even close to heavy enough for this show. <laughs> and I knew that going in. But I was like, right. so I. Shoot your shot. Uh, it was, it was, but it was also kind of a, like, it's nice to get in front of people sometimes. Right. You got to. 
so I went, all right, cool. I was like, that's, I was like, I didn't expect us to be, but you know, you never know. And he goes, bad, but I had this other show coming through that you'd be good for. Oh, nice. See if you're open for that. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, sweet, scored a gig just being a dumbass. Nice. Yes. So yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about that show because it's, uh, you know, it's Ridgely Theater. That's yeah. Home place of the toadies. That's mm-hmm. sacred ground. I've played yeah. there once in my life, so it'd be nice to play there yeah. again. Well, you guys are, I feel like you're picking up steam, man. Y'all are doing cool stuff. Your video that you sent me is excellent. I like your little video. The line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was cool. the record release show. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I don't know if I'm going to have time to slap it all together. I was looking at the videos that everybody sent me. And late to the station, sent me some pictures, and the video didn't load up correctly. And then the gray sent me a video, but I couldn't access it. So it's like, man, I think I'm too far in the planning process to <laughs> try to chase these videos down. So we might not do that, but I'll, I'll probably end up doing it as a check out what we did. I'll oh, make yeah. a video for it. I was about to say, there's the going to be videos. Because uh, yeah. we, we video all our shows, so at the very least, you might have footage from us. Yeah. From, well, uh, and I've got video that I've taken of the gray and late to the station, so I could use but, that too. But not us again. Jesus. I know, but you guys need to play. So, play Jamelli. I'll come check you. <laughs> play where? Jamelli. It's right down the street. It's one oh, of Tim so Lowe's that's how places. I. Okay, so that's how I get you to come out to play. No, but the thing is, it's so close, and that's that's how I caught the last show with late to the station, uh, okay. and then the gray was at Mass. That's uh, that's one of my we, regular we, stomping grounds. We played mass. You weren't there. When I did invited you play you. mass? January with Big Heaven and Professor I'm, Fuzz. I'm it was just a dick. outstanding show. We don't have a camera going right now, but my head is just sinking into my chest. As it should, because you missed <laughs> you missed Big Heaven with the debut of them having a backup vocalist. Well, here here's how I'm going to make it up to you. And I've, I've spent some time thinking about this. Okay. I'm going to invite you out to play for the hundredth episode party. Oh, that'd be at nice. The Fort Worth Oh, that's so sweet of you. <laughs> okay, that and might I make up for it. I promise you. I promise you. I'm going to see this one. Okay, good. I, you fucking better. I know what's going to happen. We're going to get two songs deep, and someone's going to start talking to you, and you're going to walk off, and I'm just going to, the rest of the songs, I'm just going to be talking shit about you. I'm going to change all the lyrics. Everybody's going to turn and look at me like, is he hearing this? And I'm going to look up and be like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm going to look at you, and your face is going to be red, and you're going to be like screaming. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'll finally get to match the metal shirts that I just made. <laughs> Which are very original, by the way. I, I, I'm so excited. So... Uh, my bassist, the bassist in my band, Jeff, Jeff Zero, did those designs because we've been talking. Like, so the idea behind Itchy Richie Burning Sensations, you've seen the logo that's on the sticker. That's a ripoff of the Hot Wheels logo. Yeah, on w- purpose, which like, we'll get sued for later. Yeah, well, no, no such thing as bad press. Come for me, Mattel. <laughs> I'm right here. Can't get blood from a turnip. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, but I. Uh, in my head, because we do so many different kinds of music, I like playing with logos and just doing different shit. Yeah. And I, I always wanted a death metal logo because I was like, There's, it's so stupid, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. And so if you'll look on the shirt, uh, it's actually Itchy Richie is a mirror image. You can... Oh, okay. Like, you could put a mirror down the middle and it'll say Itchy Richie oh, on the side. Nice. I see what you did there. And uh, uh, Jeff did that. Yeah. I was told it glows in the dark. It does glow in the dark. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't dick around with this. <laughs> if I'm going to do a run of shirts, and what's funny is, like, I made, like, 25 or 26. Not a lot. That's yeah. a short run, and my whole intention is, like, I just want to... This is a limited run. They're all different colored shirts, and I'm just like, once I sell out... Maybe I'll make more. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I, I sold one like as soon as I got home. Nice. I was 
texting with someone. And I was like, oh, look what I just got. And they're like, uh, give me one. I'm like, cool. Showing my cousin in Arizona. And he's like, I want three. I was like, oh, shit. I might I go, okay, I'm going to have to slow my roll now. Yeah. Or I'm not going to have shit at the show. <laughs> well, I think that's uh, another way that we're going to start funding the Fort Worth Roots podcast is, is uh, selling some shirts at these events. But um, the, the ones that we got now are event shirts. And I will not have one left at the end of this because they will mean nothing after the event. Oh, yeah. So... Um, but yeah, I think we're going to make some really dope shirts and, and high quality and then try to charge a hundred dollars a shirt. I, so my shirts are going on sale, uh, cause Kanye licked them. So it's 500 per shirt. Damn. I okay. took him by and he licked every single one. All um, 25. His, his poor tongue, you know, you say that, but <laughs> he's licked so much worse. I'm sure. You know, uh, names so. come to mind. Um, <laughs> But yes, yeah. No, so that's because it's anointed with the saliva of Kanye West. Yeah, I think I, everyone uh, should buy one for five hundred dollars. Who, who's the guy that Javier's always because he met him? Was it oh, Kanye? Uh, I want to say was it Jay Z? I can't. remember. It was Jay Z. I think. I can't. Jay Z's no offense to Kanye, but I'd brag more about Jay Z than I would yeah. Kanye. You'd like to have a little more of that spit. Well, yeah. This is getting weird. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a little impromptu. We both got <laughs> shit to do. Thanks for doing a little recording with me. Of course, man. Of course. And uh, I'm serious about the co-hosting thing. I'll set up a schedule. and Let me know, and I'll come do it when I can. I'll book out the people that want to be on the show, mm -hmm. and then you can look at the schedule and be like, yeah, I'd like to sit in on that one. That would be awesome. I'd love to. It'd so. be great. Cool. All right. Well, when people listen to this, the event has already ended. So they already know that it was a huge success. The fire department only got called out six times. One and, of them uh, was for me to put my pants back on. And I hope, you know, God rest his soul, little shitty britches didn't make it. But Rest in peace, we'll, little shitty we'll, britches. We'll have an excellent tombstone <laughs> drawn up for him. All right. That's enough. All right. We'll see you all uh, next week or however I'm doing this uh, in the future. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. Cody Alford from Abilene, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. We got the asshole here in the Fort Worth Roots studio today. Joining us at the top of the hour, the Mr. Uh, mixed Martial Arts Expert, Professional MMA Fighter, all-around badass, and now a uh, alternator install technician. Congratulations on a very successful installation today with the Toyota Camry. I thought you were going to take all the credit. I am going to take all the credit, so yeah. just uh, make sure you know that when you're talking about that alternator job, you do the same. You make I, sure I get all the credit. I did most of the work. You, you know, you did a fair all amount. All the trouble. You did a fair amount. All the you fixing. Move that microphone a little closer to your face this is going to be a fun episode because i don't mind talking shit to you i'm usually a lot nicer to my guests but today is pretty much just going to be a roast and i think that's what you were afraid of and that's why you've been ducking me for two and a half years cody halford from abilene texas i've been ducking you. you've been ducking me we no. were going to do this new year's uh 2021 yeah we missed that one before that we were going to do a recording at your house on yeah. shady brook if anybody's looking for cody uh-huh yeah, and that didn't happen. There's been a couple other opportunities, and every single time you found a way to wiggle your way out of it, but today I nailed you down. Uh, actually, I brought it up. 
You twice. did bring it up. Yeah. So I, good for you. I, I pressed it. You did press it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, came down to corner a dude uh, that practices out of your gym there in Abilene at Premier Martial Arts. Yeah. What's Andrew's last name? Andrew Curran. He's one of our amateur fighters. He's been with us for, oh, probably eight years now or more. Yeah. Anyways. Move that microphone a little closer to your mouth. Really? Yeah, I feel like you're whispering at me. Okay. A little better. Okay. And uh, you're on to, so I'm going to make you a little quieter, make you talk louder. Oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he was trying out for a new kickboxing uh, association. Um, anyways, he's an amateur fighter, and he's looking at turning pro, and this new organization is is uh, like old school, all waist-up kickboxing. It's not like Which a lot I, of this I've striking. Which I've never seen. That sounds crazy to me. Like, no takedowns, no kicks below the waist. Like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of MMA is shots to the to the mm. legs, right? Oh, yeah. And so you take out half of a fighter's technique if he's a well-rounded martial artist, right? I, well, it's just that that's all there was for a long time before Muay Thai became popular in the States and and part of MMA and MMA being part of... Do you think that's because uh, leg kicks hurt so much? Like, that sucks so bad that... People were like, we're just not even going to do that. It's just a different style. Uh, the thing is, the thing is, uh, Taekwondo and Karate were the main, the, the main striking martial arts that were brought over here and, and practiced for the most part. So it's, it's just old school kickboxing, and they're wanting to like, uh, bring it back and have a different association. So do you remember the name of the association that set this one up? I'm so terrible with remembering these acronyms. It's okay. You can have your phone out. Has um, it got any battery in it? Yes. Okay. Anyways, um, I'm having trouble remembering. Pull it up. I, we I we trim out the dead shit. Do you? Well, for the finished I product. Haven't, I, haven't, there, I haven't noticed that. There's a, I've you noticed don't there's plenty of dead, dead space. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I leave some of it in there. <laughs> Just because it's fitting for the episode. Maybe I want, want you to sound like a moron, so I'll just leave in these long pauses where your brain idly rolls around trying to process uh, data. <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I need hmm. to get my soundboard ready so I can make funny with uh, with some help. I think everybody would enjoy it if I just spent the entire hour making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, we'd all enjoy that. Well, just laughing, just laughing at you. Repeatedly. Still, do you hear the very attractive woman in the back laughing at you? Did you hear? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And as we wait for Cody <sighs> to pull his shit together. <laughs> you seriously I cannot find it still? Yeah, I mean, I don't pay that much attention to this stuff. I was just there for him. I was filling in for James. James Cox is the owner of the gym that we train at. And Premier, he's a Premier Martial Premier, Arts. Premier Martial Arts in Abilene, Texas. And uh, he's a former national kickboxing champion. I think probably two-time or something like that. So he's no stranger to the above-the-waist only format? Yeah, that used to be the only thing around. And it was the most popular thing uh, for a while that anybody that did karate competed in. 
So about six months ago, James started up his own podcast, right? I think it's actually been longer now, but he still got it going. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now he's got a lot of help with his, right? He's got somebody that runs the whole thing and does Mm. the editing. Yes. Yes. He has a, a, a person that does that for him. Um, but, uh, I'm having trouble finding. I'm That's just. Okay. I don't like the pressure. Of That's it. all right. Having to hurry up and do it. It's okay. <laughs> so, some random organization that just started up. We yeah. will leave nameless. Yeah, we'll we'll leave it nameless. Anyways. So he competed. He said he did pretty good. He won his first match. Almost won his second match, which he sounds like mm, he was far outside yeah. of his weight class for the second one. Yeah, he had to go against some people that were out of his weight class. But anyways, he's supposed to move on to the next round and compete in uh, a show and that's based on his performance like they invited him back Mm -hmm. based on how well he did yeah they liked his technique and the thing is there's a lot of like um, famous martial artists in the room you know uh, that uh, that judged it anyways uh, how old is Andrew now he's I think he's around 35 34 that's kind of late in the game to be starting pro, he's, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's been training a long time. He just he just hasn't gone pro yet. Yeah. You know, it's the thing is, most people that do fighting, it's it's a hobby on the side. Yeah. Usually, it's not really a job. I've I've gotten paid to fight, but I'm no. I guess you could call me a professional MMA fighter at one time because I haven't fought in six years, but. Even then, it wasn't my main occupation. And people aren't making a living off of it until you see them on TV, possibly. Yeah, and even and then, they're not making much. Yeah, and even then, a lot of those guys have regular side jobs or are their main job or they own a, a gym and that's their main, you know, income that comes in monthly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's still as popular as it was. I feel like... Whenever you were doing it five, six years ago, everybody from every small town in Texas was uh, practicing at a gym. Oh, they yeah. They all wanted to be Chuck Liddell. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a boom in the beginning. Do you, but, f- uh, do you, do you feel like it has kind of slowed down a little bit, like the, the popularity of it? No, I think just the frame of res- reference has grown bigger. So now, now that it's mainstream... And you start comparing it, and it's not just the boom of it, like, getting big. I think it's just as big or bigger, and maybe even, it's it's becoming normal. Yeah. It's just part of the culture now. Everybody, like, oh, MMA's just a thing. It's another sport. Yeah. I think it's just as big or bigger. I think maybe it had more buzz around it before. Yeah. That's it. I don't feels know. accurate. So less taboo. <coughs> and nowadays you're just you're training other people is what you're doing mostly, right? Mm, yeah, I mostly I mostly just practice and train now and I get ready to compete in jiu-jitsu cuz I decided it was best for me to quit taking uh I guess trauma to the brain. Yeah. So I haven't been doing near as much striking in the last few years and part of that was just having a family and kids and uh, just trying to take care of myself and I'm getting older 
I will tell you that for the sport. At at the end of it, whenever you were getting ready for that last fight, we were all worried about you because you did you you were showing some cognitive issues. I mean, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Who's who are these people? How Every, many people? Everybody. How many? I took a poll. I walked around <laughs> Abilene for days just taking a poll, and everybody was like, "Yeah, he needs to stop." <laughs> Listen, uh, Andrew thinks that his opinion. <laughs> Go ahead. Is representative of everything and everyone. Like it's 100%. like it's like his whole universe is built around <laughs> his opinion. Like the reality of the world. Yeah, Cody and I have <laughs> I'm not gonna say been friends, but we've known each other since uh, I was probably thirteen, twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah. How old are you oh, in middle school? Uh, oh Lord. Are we gonna are we, we gonna go into the story? The, the story People of need to know meeting? who the hell Cody Hofford is, besides uh, a very accomplished professional MMA fighter and nah. an alternator installer. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that later too. So neither one of those things are very true at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're true enough. <laughs> um so Cody Hofford in Abilene, Texas. Andrew moves to Abilene for, what was that, 8th grade or 7th? But hold on. Uh, everybody needs to know, this is just his version of reality, which you should take with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> what grade was that, though? Was that 6th or 7th? Um, I think it was 7th. Might have been. No, it was 8th grade, wasn't it? Because we went from there straight to Abilene High after that. Yeah. I think it... It probably was eighth anyway, grade. So eighth grade, man middle school, for those of you that know where the hell that place is. If you do, I'm sorry that your life was so bad. <laughs> it's it's the not greatest part of a a, a medium sized town in in Texas. Yeah, to anybody in the Fort Worth area, Abilene is a small, small town. Yeah. But to us in West Texas, Abilene was it was the hub. It's a decent size. It's I mean, it's over 100,000 people and when 120 or something like that. It's 120 now. and it hasn't grown by one person uh, in 30 years. It, it fluctuates. It just kind of hangs out there. I don't yeah, know. It seems like we keep building and growing, but the population <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> it's very odd. Yeah. But that's a lot compared to all the, the towns in like 100 mile radius for the most part. So Andrew had just moved to Abilene, Texas. He didn't have a friend in the world. Mm. He was wearing a white t-shirt that day, and that's important in just a moment. And I'm standing in lunch line behind this guy, and I'm just, you know, outside of my element. New kid. First day of school. New town. Poor, and poor kid. And Cody Halford from Abilene, Texas, turns around and dumps a five-gallon bucket hold on, hold of Kool-Aid <laughs> down my shirt, red Kool-Aid, and he starts <laughs> laughing maniacally. That's and all the other kids joined in and started cheering him on as he now really is standing is on top of me with his boot on my throat. And just everybody's just applauding him for this act of... Uh, cruelty, and then he disappeared, like uh, like a cutscene, or or like somebody dropped a, a fog bomb or or something, like a magician. Poof, just disappeared, and that's how I met Cody Halford. Okay, now you tell that, your version. That's of That's the most ridiculous version. So what really that happened? I've ever heard you tell? That's the best version. Anyway, oh. tell your less awesome version. I'll I'll tell the the accurate version. Um, so w- when you get lunch, you have a tray in it. And it has a plate with food on it. And there's a People cup. People understand how lunch lines there's work. There's a cup full of Kool-Aid on his, apparently. And he was, you know, probably following too close. I would blame him a little bit for this. 
And uh, <laughs> sure you any, anyways, sure I go to turn or change directions and I bump into his tray that he's holding and it has a cup on it and it spills either a pink or red Kool-Aid all over his <laughs> white shirt. And, and, you, and, and you he's <laughs> no, listen, listen. So it knocks over on him, and I just my mouth drops open, and I freeze, and I say, I, I don't, I didn't know what to do at that moment, and I say, uh, uh, sorry, question mark. No, like with a, I, I don't with a hard, I don't know what to do here with a hard. I don't know how to roll. fix this. I didn't know how to fix it. There's just, like no way for me to fix it. You just it. did a shrug. You went sorry. No, 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 no. And, and you pulled your shoulders. It, it up. wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't dismissive. It was. It was more like a. I don't know what to do here. And I was mortified. I've done. It's yeah, my first I know. Day at this I'd, new school, and I had to wear oh. red Kool Aid on my white shirt for the rest of the day, <laughs> and that was halfway through the day. So I met new people wearing that shit, and it was your fault. Uh, and then we didn't talk for months. Yeah. Right. He secretly hated me from then on. Yeah. And 100%. he still does. And. This whole, this whole friendship has just been a facade just for him just to punish you. waiting, <laughs> yeah, punishing me with his turn. friendship. Uh, and man, has it been bad? Anyways, and then <laughs> and then just best buds after uh-huh. that. And then you you didn't no. even realize that I was that kid until we'd been hanging out for a while. And then I is brought that, is that right? Yeah, and then I brought it up because we oh. had a mutual friend that we started hanging out through. And uh, Cole you, Underwood, yeah, Cole, Cole yeah, who's a, either a shout sheriff, out, either a sheriff or a police officer now. Do you yeah. know that? No, I, well, yes, oh. I knew he was in. Pol- he was a police officer. I just didn't know what. And he was. and not in Abilene, he had the good yeah. sense to get out of that place. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's always making shots at me about being in Abilene. <laughs> It's, it's the pretense that I've been setting up for years uh, now to get you on the show is I've been talking shit about Cody Hallford oh, from Abilene, Texas. Oh. And kind of kind of have roots dug in there. It's difficult. So, on to the alternator. No, no, no. I want to go back to where, where we were first became friends. <laughs> so... Was there a story there? No, no, Is there no, more of a story? Not really. We just started hanging out because yeah. there were only so we many kids start, in actually, actually, he moved away for a little while after that's that. one way to put it. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then he came back. <laughs> and then that's when we started seeing each other and hanging out because of a mutual friend. But it was, it was just funny, the dynamic of our, our uh, friendship then. You, th- you didn't like me that much. You thought I was an asshole. You were. Yeah, he you thought are. I was a compre- complete jerk. Actually, oh. you might be uh, yeah. part of the reason that I'm such an asshole. <laughs> like, Is that possible? I mean, who else did I get it from? Oh, to, uh, you know, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no. Uh, Raised by wolves. I, re- I just want to bring up another memory. As, uh, so, the next thing I remember of me and you hanging out was... You riding in my oh, blazer no. with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's this. What whole, street is that? Yeah, for it's, anybody uh, in Abilene. Not Janice, but uh, Vogel. Yeah. Vogel downward. And they have Anna- fixed this, but it took them. 
two decades to fix it. Oh, no, it. it's still terrible. It's but it's where, not as bad as it used yeah, to be. Yeah, it's where this... Anyways, it's a double valley gutter, so each side of it is... So you hit a big bump if Twice. you... Twice. Yeah, if you cross Twice it going too fast. Yeah. Anyways, I hit it going about as fast as you could. <laughs> and uh, and we bounced. Like, where we, we got air. Oh, like yeah. All four wheels. Some of us got more air than others. Yeah. And Andrew, uh, I think May have broken his neck yeah, on I, the ceiling. I died that day. This is all just a terrible, <laughs> terrible nightmare that I'm having in purgatory. Yeah. But yeah, I broke my I neck. I thought it day. was hilarious. I mean, like, my my <laughs> shoulders hit the top of your roof. My neck went into my body or folded uh, down at 90 degrees because my shoulders uh, hit the top of your yeah. fucking car. Anyways, between, between me spilling Kool-Aid on him... <laughs> And breaking his neck <laughs> because I was like a I was like a year older than most people in my grade. That's why you were so cool. You're the only one with a car. I was the only one with a car. So that was when I was a freshman. A I rich had, kid too. You know, or uh, actually, I wasn't a freshman. That or a sophomore. Yeah, I was right at yeah. Yeah. Now we were in the same grade though. Mm-hmm. So you were just the creepy older dude. Yeah. Be cooler if you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how our friendship started, in my opinion. Ice. We me spilling things on you and then breaking your neck. So we were talking about a memory of that that vehicle, your your Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we couldn't get it started one day. And blazer. The uh, the blazer. The the neighbor, my my parents' neighbor, uh, was a mechanic. He had an old El Camino that he was always working on in his driveway. So we thought we'd go talk to this guy and see if he could give us some pointers. And he gave us yeah, some starter fluid. Yeah. And told us to spray it inside the carburetor. Yeah. And so, so what so looks like did. a carburetor <laughs> and on, on a and it was fuel injected. Fuel injected. <laughs> and I, I, I think that we had actually, you know, we were trying to be smart about this. And we thought, well, this is going to create fire. So we had a five-gallon bucket nearby full of water. That wasn't my idea. I think that was his that idea. That might have been my idea. That sounds like a me thing. Yeah. So we sh- should be prepared for the worst. Yeah. yeah. So sure enough, it catches on on fire, yeah. which is funny because it was Wires called a, and it's called a blazer. A right? blazer. And, and so it's kind of... And laser. <laughs> and laser, laser breath. Um, so it catches on yes. fire. We throw the five-gallon bucket onto the fire. Mm. And this further... Uh, damaged the vehicle and uh, just spread it out just it like you're not supposed to throw water on a grease fire is yeah. pretty much the same thing yeah so i mean there's <laughs> just we destroyed that car yeah it was good good thing uh denise mm. had a friend that could put it back together for you but yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> it worked Anyways. out wait what this you're is kind of something don't no, rob no. the audience of whatever it was you were about to say oh no it's just we it seems like if we thought about it long enough, there's so many instances where we were so stupid together. <laughs> you, did, you did a fair <laughs> amount of dumb shit on your own, too. Yeah, yeah, so I did. So I, I, w- I was not the factor that uh, oh, oh, was included in all your stupid decisions. I don't think that's what I was getting we at. We could have a four-hour show, though, just on dumb shit that we both did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Typical Abilene bullshit. I don't, I don't know if it's... Just a small town thing. Mm, maybe not. I think we're all idiots when we're <laughs> younger. Yeah. We do a lot of dumb things. I don't know. I'm I'm proud that we got to live that life before everybody had a cell phone. 
mm-hmm. before social media was even a thought. To to get on the internet was kind of a process, you know. Mm-hmm. We were still dialing up and trying to load stuff off a of Napster. It took two days to mm-hmm. put 16 songs on a CD. I mean, the good old days. Do you think younger people resent that talk? It seems like everybody talks oh, about sure, that. Oh, I'm sure. Because I remember hearing that kind of shit whenever I was a kid. Like, oh, you guys, y'all just don't even know. Oh, yeah. You got it so easy and blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, it, it, it didn't, I don't think it made me mad. It just made me feel like they were, that they didn't get it. That they, they just had a misconstrued idea of, of what life was like uh, then and, and then, which is at exactly what now. they thought about us at the time. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's just different realities. Mm-hmm. No, I th- I think that the the kids growing up today have a whole different set of skills uh, that are more apt to uh, you know get them somewhere based on the technology and where we're at today. And maybe some of uh, some of that's resentment. You know, like if I had a grown up using. Uh, the technology that we have today, I'd be better at it. And I suck at technology. I'm no good at it. I can type really good. Hmm. <laughs> That's about it. I don't, I don't resent it. You're just saying that. No, yes, uh, I mean. Look at you, sitting there. I think it's different. I, I think it's different for me for, than for you because I have, cause I have like a teenager mm-hmm. child. And, uh, so you get to see it firsthand. Yeah, uh, well, I get to, I think it's easier to have more empathy for where they're at because of who she is to me. And it's, you know, when you have a kid, you kind of you kind of grow up again, and you have to try to look through their eyes yeah. when it comes to uh, all kinds of things, just the way things operate. And uh, it's easy... It's easy to fall into, uh, you know, well, this is, the w- this is how I see things because of my, my experience. But uh, a lot of times I have to reel myself back and try to do that, try to see it from her eyes. Well, I know your daughter is so. excellent with uh, whatever app she's using, whatever program she's using for her art. TikTok. Is it just TikTok? Is she doing all that through TikTok? Mm-hmm. She just posts on TikTok. I don't know. It looks incredible. I don't know if I don't know what is hers and what is the program, but the stuff mm. she's putting out is pretty incredible. You know, I and she's uh, what fourteen now. Yeah, I've barely played with TikTok a little bit, but it, it's it's pretty easy. So you know, uh, obviously she's better at it. But those are her drawings, it. right? Yeah. Oh, those are all her drawings. Her her choices and the music that she adds to them and. And the way she does the fades or the changes and all that. I don't know how much she borrowed that from other TikTokers. I know she watches a lot of stuff. Uh, but um, and she's it's getting better. Yeah. It, she's, she's growing in, in that skill set. Because mm. it's, I mean, yeah. I thought it was cool when she first started doing it. But yeah. she's getting better and better. She, yeah, I was very leery of her even using any kind of uh, social media. Um, I kind of... Got her started and restricted probably a little more than a lot of people. Um, Because, and I think it was for the better so far, the way it's working out. She has hers set with parental controls, so nobody can message her 
that are even her friends or that she follows and they follow her back. So there's no communication, random communication with that whole, you know. Except for, like, the comments, and you can see that. Yeah, and you can see that, and, you know, there's language restriction, so they can't, yeah, yeah. So you, you, yeah, you can't say anything inappropriate because she's also listed as underage. So, so, you know, while Mm -hmm. it's a little uncomfortable, but you know, to worry about what's out there, the big bad world, and the people on the internet. But um, I think it's, I think it's fairly safe the way we're doing it, and uh, slowly moving into more freedoms as she gets older. Yeah. You know responsibilities. Um, that seems like the way to do it. I, you know, nobody has it figured out. Yeah, but I mean, the way you broke it down seems intelligent. I don't have kids, so I can't mm-hmm. really weigh in too heavily on it. But that sounds—you mm-hmm. don't want to restrict a kid from, you know, a hundred percent. Like, oh, nope, not allowed. All your kids, all your friends can do it, but you can't. That that is going to create resentment between you and the kid. Mm-hmm. And you saw how <coughs> off the rails I went, you know, because I, I had very restrictive parents. It's always a balance, yeah. right? Everything. Yeah. Being too strict. Because I don't know if you ever snuck out of the house, but I did it on a weekly basis you because know, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. You know what? My The thing is, so did I. And my parents <laughs> weren't that strict. So regardless, we were just shits. Yeah. <laughs> we're just terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. Uh, no, I just had terrible influences in my life, like sorry. you. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. just kidding. That was before. <laughs> I used to sneak out all the time when I was in middle school, which is kind of crazy, the idea of me thinking about my daughter walking around out on the street at, you know, 13 years old. And Abilene's not what it was either. I mean, it's um, people are ending up dead and missing in Abilene all the time now. I, I guess. I don't... Well, I, don't I hear I hear stories now that, you know, we didn't hear shit like that whenever we were going through high school. I, you know, always question how much is it that the times have changed or just access the way... To or access to information. I like to believe, and maybe it's ignorant on my part, is that it's more about how much you hear rather than what actually happens. Yeah. Well, I hope you're right. Things have changed, though. I mean, I was downtown uh, 2021, New Year's. Uh, I came to Abilene to hang out and have New Year's with you, and I don't know who else was involved with that. But I was there. I remember. I have a picture of me riding 2021 in the snow. Mm. Yeah. And that was there at the Elegante. Mm. And yeah. I, the reason I remember it so well is it was the end of a <coughs> year-long absence from alcohol oh yeah okay and you were there for my my first drink (laughs) i was of course i was there for his first bad decision since Uh, of 2021 yeah 2021 but uh what i was bringing up is that Uh, i I was driving around downtown i think i was just doing it because i wanted to i was killing time or whatever and um the the newspaper the fort excuse me the abilene uh reporter or whatever Mm mm-hmm the building was like ransacked. It was like missing glass, and there was a uh, there was a plaque out front that said something like something to the effect of Texas' oldest, uh, longest running newspaper, or something like that. And right next to that plaque was a uh, eight by ten and a half, you know, regular copy paper, just 
it looked like somebody put this shit up in five seconds, and it it just said no longer, uh, no longer open, or we, we're closed, or something like that. Like it's just a poorly written piece of paper taped to the door, and it's obvious that the newspaper is no longer in business. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, man, what's happening in Abilene? Oh my God, even the place that's 40 years behind is closing <laughs> newspapers. Whatever. You know, yeah. That's the thing. We're, Abilene is running, you know, usually a couple of decades behind or more on at least At least a solid decade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just, you know, it's a West Texas town. Yeah. Most of them are like that. Yeah. It was just shocking to see that. And then you got other things going on. Crazy happenings in Abilene. A Hooters opened up two miles from Abilene Christian University. Oh, my. And then that was quite a debate for, for many a year, uh, a Hooters. Yeah. They'd been talking about it for a long time. And it just was not going to happen because the people on the city council yeah. and the dollars that came in for from ACU, it just wasn't going to happen. And then somehow... It happened. We got a Hooters in Abilene, right down the street yeah. from ACU. Abilene is uh, a strange place when it comes <laughs> to certain um, business things. Business and yeah, religion. Yeah it's, and it's, it's, yeah, it's very weird. It's it's got <laughs> it's like the Bible Belt, you know, buckle. It's like there's a church on every corner. You know, we had the record at one point for yeah. the most churches per capita. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. But then there's other things that are real, like that. I there's a crazy number of martial arts gyms, and be, maybe people don't or and gyms. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another place that has more gyms or martial arts gyms per capita. What's that about? What does that say about the community? I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. That's but there's odd. all these churches everywhere, and like none of them are full anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is that because of COVID, or is I, less people did Jesus, know. or what's yeah, yeah? I think I think definitely like just society in general is kind of trending in that direction, and like less Christian for sure. What's but that about? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just I guess just part of the culture of the world. I feel is kind of like getting more secular. Yeah. More secular. Hmm. Well, that's going to leave a lot of interesting spaces. All these churches closing down. Um, University Baptist was a a historic building. It was old and stained glass, and (laughs) I thought it was beautiful. And they turned that into a effing Walmart. <laughs> yeah, a uh, neighborhood Walmart, like the small ones. Is it still there? Yeah, it's because like I heard they closed down all the neighborhood Walmarts. No, it's like a a Market Street Walmart. It's still it's still running. Crazy. Yeah, I don't so get it. Feel like we uh, made it all about our hometown, Abilene, Texas, and Fort Worth. Yeah, I'm Rose. not really sure where this episode's gonna play. <laughs> 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 Anyways, but, but it that's will. where this guy mostly was raised. I don't know if that's even fair to say because I really? was in uh, yeah I was in Midland for the first twelve years of my life, mm-hmm. and then you know one grade of middle school in Abilene. Yeah, and then I spent. Uh, oh, you know what? So I I did. I can't. I guess I did a uh, second semester. 
freshman year. So I only left Abilene for a little while. That summer and the first semester, and then I was back. Yeah. And the, it was like a year. The people almost. involved uh, in Arlington, that whole thing, they, they didn't want me there. So I came back. Uh, anyway, so Abilene from second semester of freshman year until uh, that whole thing was over. And then uh, on to the Army. So I spent, you know, six, seven years in Abilene, I guess. Mm. Something like that. Oh, come on. It's home to you. Don't lie. Doesn't feel like home anymore. It used to. Yeah. Going back to Abilene used to feel like home. And every single time I would come to Abilene, you know, if I walked into a restaurant or went to a store, I recognized people. Uh, I knew folks from, you yeah. know. But they've all moved away. There's uh, some, some serious holdouts like you that are still there. Holdouts. And, uh, you know, it, it makes sense because you've got all your family there. Yeah. And then uh, Chandra, he's got his entire family there. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for the people that stayed. Chandra is one of our mutual friends that we did all these dumb things together with from high school up. Yeah, as far as bad influences go, now Chandra is an adult now. <laughs> but whenever we were kids, he was definitely a bad influence. He's... He's the idea of what you think of, like, what an adult should be. He's more that than either one of us are, I think. Yes. <laughs> I think he has adulted well. <laughs> he has adulted well. Whereas we have not. <laughs> I'm the least adult out of all of us, I think. You think? Yeah. I mean, we got some friends I won't bring up that, uh, you know, ne yeah. never, never had a chance. But <laughs> and I love them, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. None of them love Andrew. That's no. true. <laughs> That's true. Except me. But, um... No? Are we going to move away from Abilene now? Can I talk yes. about the alternator? Yeah, we... So let, let's, pro let's progress through the weekend, though. So you finished up with Andrew. Mm. He, uh, he performed well enough that they invited him back to continue uh, mm -hmm. competing in their new organization that we couldn't look up. And then um, I went and I had lunch with the Funky Panther Boys. Lunch with the Funky Panther Boys and we talked about the September 10th event. We're just mm -hmm. kind of doing some last minute planning and I don't know when I'm going to release this episode so that has already happened and people already know about the uh, the giant van outside. That's hush mm -hmm. hush until until the event. Now, one of the things I was brainstorming with them, like, what do I do with this thing? Like, how am I going to do the big reveal, right? Do I ask a hundred people to come out to the street and then pull back a curtain and go, look! There it is. What you're gonna say? Look, there's a big van I bought. <laughs> like that's gonna be the, the mobile podcast. The, yeah, yeah. The this <laughs> is the shell you, of what is gonna become the, the mobile shell. podcast. Or you should definitely tag that baby up. I think it, I'm going uh, to. So yeah, I make it. You know your whole thing on well, the side. Well, I of was. It. I went to a vinyl place. Uh, you know, yeah. A get it wrapped. Well, hold on a minute before you get too yeah excited. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. So <laughs> I got him to do a quote, and I, I was very simple about it. I'm like, I just, you know, for now, let's just do letters, and can we do my logo right here? And they're mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, we'll put a quote together. And I'm thinking, you know, a full wrap for a car is like, mm, you can spend upwards of 4000 to maybe 6500 bucks to wrap a car, full mm -hmm. wrap. And that's... That, that's yeah, it's with all the cutting and going around everything and all that. That's pretty fair. That's what you're going to pay, mm -hmm. okay, depending on the difficulty and the model of the car and whatever. Yeah, I thought wrapping was cheaper than painting now. Yeah, I think it's dollar for dollar about the same. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they do that intentionally. 
So it's like, well, you could repaint the car or check this out. We could do this. It's the same price. It's just, what do you want to do? So I think the market set itself based on how much it costs to paint a car. Anyway, um, so I'm thinking if it costs, you know, $3,800 to do a full wrap for a car, surely putting Fort Worth Roots name on this thing and a logo should be substantially cheaper. I'm thinking 500 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I get the quote back from these people, and they're talking about like $2,800. And I'm thinking, hmm. no, we're not doing that. Because this was supposed to be a temporary thing, right? Just put something on there. That way, you know, now it's official. But I'm not going to spend that kind of cheddar and then wrap it later. Cheddar. Yeah. You're not going to let me use that word? Cheddar. Oh, yeah. cheddar. Cheddar. I, I, I yeah, I went out and called it the full cheese. <laughs> I, I put the er in there. <laughs> anyway. No, you're not allowed to say that. Anyways. So now I'm thinking, uh, go ahead and maybe just get some stencils, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'll just tack, very tackily oh paint the shit God. on there. I don't know. Don't you know a muralist or something? I know several, yeah. Well, several really good ones. Get them to do it. I could. Yeah. But then... That'd be great. There's the time... You could show off their work everywhere. Be like, look what they did. I could do that later. Right. Because a muralist needs time. And I don't mind paying them. And I don't mind paying them exactly what they asked for. Because if I was going to pay $2,800 for something that's going to be temporary, Mm -hmm. I would rather give that money to a local artist. For sure. Right. So, yes, I'm on board with that. But this has to happen within the next week. Oh, yeah. So it's pretty quick. So I'm thinking just do something stupid and funny and tag it up. <laughs> and then uh, I was also thinking I could bring out paint and brushes and keep a tarp down so it's not screwing anybody else's day up. Okay. And then on the side of the thing, and I'll have, like, sponges where people can, like, I don't know, paint their hands and then put it on the, the vehicle. I don't. I thought it'd be fun. And Sharpies, people can write on it yeah, if they want. It's just more stuff you have to get off of it before you... Pressure whatever. wash that shit right off. Okay. It's got a shitty paint job on it right now yeah. that they used pretty nice. to cover up. No, I mean, it looks fine. I know. Right? It's teasing. But, I mean, if you, if you really inspect it, what they did was they, <laughs> just, they just slapped some white paint on there to cover up whatever's underneath it to make it look better. It's good. There's probably all sorts of rust under that shit. Which, well, whatever. But anyway, what I'm saying is we can't do any damage to that by putting paint on it. So if people have fun with it, cool. I mean, it sounds like fun. So I think that's going to be the big reveal. It's super, so it wouldn't take any planning on my part. That's the other cool thing. (laughs) I'm big on that. (laughs) So I just, you know, put some five-gallon buckets of, or gallon buckets of uh, paint out there. And rollers and paintbrushes and sharpies and hey, go nuts. And there will be artists at yeah, this thing, yeah. So they might want to put something cool on there. That'd be nice. I don't know for fun, yeah. So it's another thing that we could do, and uh, I'm just trying to make this as fun as possible. When is this thing again? September 10th, nerd. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to go to that, right? You're supposed to bring like a busload of people from a, Abilene. A busload. Yeah. Can I borrow your van thing? I don't know if it'd make it right now. <laughs> but I did drag that bitch from uh, oh past Roy City. Uh, Caddo Mills. 
So, well, anyway, it's a hour and a half drive. Oh, wow. And I did this in rush hour through Dallas. Nice. And it made it. Yeah. So, the only thing is the, the brakes are screaming right now. Yeah. So It would have been nice having to pull into the median, uh, like, a shoulder if on the highway if it broke down. I just rolled the dice, bro. <laughs> Man, that would... When that that's scary, bro, buddy. I that's See, I scary. do shit like that. I just, I just do shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know this, right? Well, the good news is, like, that the engine cab is pretty open. Like, it's going to be easy to work on that thing. Oh, yeah. So, I just got to figure out what kind of engine it is. <laughs> because I've had several people look at it, and they're like, hmm, I don't know. Like, that's a GM part. And then, the, you know, oh, that that's not a GM part. And, ooh, uh, what's that? You know, so it's... <laughs> I think it's a hodgepodge of uh, a strange collaboration of different, different makes and models, and I don't know. So it's going to be fun, but it sounds like fun. Uh, I don't know. It runs yeah. very well. You always have some fun projects. My projects <laughs> are usually Your kids. N- not that fun. They're uh, not finished. Uh, oh yeah, we should talk about how bad you are at completing projects. Uh, hey, I. But when I wasn't do, there a treehouse yeah. in your mom's backyard that you just eventually N- gave up on? No. Hold on. There was a treehouse <laughs> in the front yard, and it <laughs> I was. I don't remember that. And it was gigantic. I mean, it was about. This might have been before uh, my time. It I don't was remember. like it was like ten by ten, and it had a six foot uh, picket fence as walls. So, you know, it was over six foot tall. It's like almost seven foot tall. Damn. Yeah. It in had the front? A, it, yeah, in the front with a metal roof. This thing was gigantic. Me, when I was, I was like in middle school and a, a guy down the street who was in high school helped me build it. And yeah, it was huge. It had a trap door up through the middle of the floor. It was big enough for several of us to sleep up in it. Me and my friends had. Damn. Yeah, it was it was crazy. But it was in the front yard. Imagine this giant shed-looking thing up in somebody's big mulberry tree in their front yard. I've <laughs> like, never even heard of this thing. Yeah, it was so big. So what, at what age did you tear it down? Because it wasn't... I've never seen it. It's... Oh, it's it stayed up at there until I was driving. Like, I was 16, I, I think, when it came that. down. Oh, but it fell down? Just, no, like, no. on its own? No, I think I took it down, if I remember right. Yeah, just took it apart, knocked it down. It was big, though. Anyway, we're talking about projects you didn't complete. Anyways, that one was kind of completed. The thing is, it was never made to look nice. You know what I mean? Like, the f- there was no finish. You know what I mean? It was It was put together, but not finished. So, yeah. back to what I was talking about. Yeah, anyways, there's plenty of projects. You went to make a clubhouse that lasted eight years. <laughs> yeah. And I think eventually you just took it apart. Yeah. Never yeah. got it done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's correct. It was a hoverboard project that never got fully finished. Oh, I remember that. Uh, let me see. So, Cody's a little bit of a mad scientist. He had a, a yeah. major in engineering, right? Oh. I've still got to finish Monday's episode, too. Ooh, fun. It's done. I just have to run it through the filters oh. and distribute it. So, Probably about an hour worth of work. Yeah, we both work in construction. You got me my first... Well, you at least told me about uh, Trinity. 
I think. You're the one that suggested that I drive for a concrete company. Because I, oh, I got my CDL. You, okay. Right? Yeah. I got my CDL, and I, I moved to Abilene, and I had the... Uh, so I did. I spent some more time in Abilene. Mm-hmm. I did. I moved there and lived in Abilene for yeah, a couple of years, right? Yeah. I dated Megan and mm-hmm. fire hot Megan. Jeez. Super hot. Oh, let's leave that in. Oh, it's yeah, I can stay in. It's staying in. Yeah. She'll never know. Megan will never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but she was gorgeous. She was gorgeous enough to get me to leave the army. Oh, that yeah. was the real reason. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he he was supposed to be in artillery, but instead, he got stuck driving big trucks, m- m- running convoys, and dragging crap all over the the world. Right? Yeah. I mean, they. So I was warned about this before I joined, and yeah. I was artillery. I mean, I trained yeah. up, I fired rockets, I did yeah. the full thing. But whenever it came down to the deployment, you know, yeah. needs of the Army, your combat arms, okay, where are our combat arm guys? All right, we're going to train you up on how to drive these trucks. And, yeah, I ended up driving trucks. But the good news is uh, that got me a CDL, yeah. which I still use yeah. to this day. So. At, <laughs> at the time, after he had been in the Army for a while, and I had been testing concrete for a living for a while, and... I knew they got a lot of hours. They got they made a decent wage because of all those hours. For Abilene, it was like top tier yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it was a lot. It was a lot of yeah. It was a lot of money you could make in Abilene. And I was like, hey, you ought to drive a concrete truck. I know these guys get can get like eighty hours, and they make a good amount of money per hour. Seventy, if in, if DOT's listening, yeah. it's, it's seventy. Seventy, whatever, whatever. <laughs> it might have been eighty back then. Just nobody talked about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, everybody's always cutting corners. You never know. Yeah. Um, you ever see a concrete truck on the on the highway? Give him a wide berth because that dude is half awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he can't stop. That's fast. reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's always stuff falling How, off the back. However many it. tons of material they're hauling around it's going it's 70 a, it, it, yeah, miles it's, an hour. It's almost 80,000 pounds loaded, which is about the same as an 18-wheeler. Yeah. But an 18-wheeler has a large... Yeah, it's spread out. A large footprint, whereas the concrete truck is... Yeah. It's basically a balancing act mm. with rotating liquid inside of it. Yeah. It's, it's very dangerous. Anyway, so I'm <laughs> the reason why he's probably in one of those things. Yeah. 100%. Anyways... Yeah, so yeah, you came back to Abilene for a while. You did that for a while, and anyways, but that's how you got into it—the mm-hmm. army. Mm-hmm. I can't remember even why I brought that up, but yeah, that's your fault. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, so back to the weekend. So uh, you got done with Andrew's uh, competition. We met up here at the office. Mm-hmm. Kind of monkeyed around a little bit with the car, and then we took off to uh, see Late to the Station, one of the bands that uh, mm-hmm. played at the September 10th event. I'm talking uh, post-tense now because the mm-hmm. event's already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were playing down at Gamelli's, and that, that was perfect because you got to see live music at a pretty cool venue. And uh, I'm really proud of you for not having a heart attack when you saw your bill. Oh, is that something I do? No, I mean, that's something I would do. Oh. But I, I warned you when we went there that it was more expensive, so mm-hmm. maybe that kind of... But it, it was. I had two drinks. You had two drinks. Mm-hmm. I had the pizza. You had the pasta. Mm-hmm. And I think we both got out of there for about 70 bucks. Yeah, it was... It's crazy. 
Yeah, it was, it was a bit steep for didn't, what it was. Yeah, didn't feel like uh, $70 I mean, worth it, of stuff. it was a really nice place. The The people that worked there were really nice. Yeah. The the people we met there Darby. were really Yeah. Shout out Darby. Shout out to Darby, the uh, bartender. bartender. The outdoor bartender. The, yeah, she was awesome. Made up some delicious drinks. Mm-hmm. She had, a, she had a, a, a great energy and presence about her. But um, She winked at me. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a wink. Everywhere we go, this is what this man sees. Stop. <laughs> Just, Just stop it. They don't need to know. <laughs> they, don't need to, they don't need to know how ridiculous I am. He's very ridiculous. <laughs> but she did wink at me. Yeah, Sorry I, you didn't catch I, it. I didn't see it. You know. Paul and Carrie were amazing. They were. They, and, uh, they seem like really nice people. Dude, and I thought their I music was amazing. Yeah. She has a great voice. And mm-hmm. uh, I pointed out to you that... Paul is literally playing three mm. instruments at the same time. I just, li- I just like their style in general. I mean, they even the covers they choose to do. They they do their, you know, just just everything they played was good. Yeah, and they do their a good job of. They do yeah. a lot of originals, and they're great. They've got an album coming out, and uh, I asked them yesterday for a a, a release date. Maybe they'll have a, a release date in mind mm-hmm. by the time we do the September 10th event, but mm-hmm. they uh, didn't have one planned uh, yet. Mm-hmm. But some of the music you heard last night is from their new mm-hmm. album, and it's good, man. It's really good. Yeah, I was impressed. They uh, paired up with another local musician who's excellent. His band's called the Retrophonics. Chris, uh, I think it's Chris Watson. And uh, anyway... He's a, a musician that they, they really like a lot. So, I was looking at your sign. I think it's really nice. It is, yeah. It's not the first time you've seen it, is it? No, I just keep looking at it. It's excellent. Yep. That was, uh, that was crafted for me by a, a listener of the show. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You know her. <laughs> Who? Oh. Uh, Stephanie Daniels. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She brought that to me down in Austin, and uh, it's been part of the show ever since. That's really nice. It is. So the artist, I mean, if I was to show you the, well, hell, you can look at the coaster here on the table, but Mm -hmm. this is the image that he had. That's all he Mm -hmm. had. Yeah. And he made a Mm three-dimensional, I mean, because the wood, the background is one piece, Mm -hmm. and then the bull is a piece above the wood, and then there's space, and then the uh, Fort Worth Roots. Mm-hmm. Is the third level to that, but it's uh, it's incredible the way he did that, and he did it all off of that image. He didn't have any other guidance, so it's crazy. I don't know, it's incredible. And I've been trying to get him on the show just so we can talk about what he's doing and his art and all that, but it's been difficult. Sometimes it's really hard to get people on the show. Oh, you mean like your good friend for like two and a half years or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeps ducking me. So here's something crazy. I'm not going to give any names, but I don't know if I told you this. I had somebody, I don't know if I should bring this up. I'm not. I'll, I'll give you a version of, the, of what I was going to tell you. <coughs> somebody hit me up on one of the platforms that I list my show on. And apparently one of the people that, uh, that I've interviewed is in some serious, serious legal shit. Mm. And I can tell you more later, but it, it here's the thing: I don't know if they really are or not, but the person that commented on one of these platforms that I list the show on mm-hmm. 
sounded pretty sure of themselves. So okay. Anyway, just talking about how hard it is to get people on the show sometimes. This person is somebody that I've been reaching out to for probably a year and some change, trying to get them back on the show. Okay. And I just haven't been able to get a hold of them. And I got a hold of somebody that works with that person and was like, yeah, like to get this person back on the show. And they were like, mm, okay, yeah, we'll tell her. Anyway, super strange. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I should even say what I said just now because it's hearsay. But Yeah, you should definitely, <laughs> you should always repeat things that, you don't know right. if they're true or but not. But I didn't say anything. And names. have them recorded and I, then I say put names. out in the world. Yeah. That's but usually best. Here's the thing. If you're going to hang out with people in, in the public and you're going to do mm-hmm. 100 plus episodes of a podcast and right. record with strangers, you're probably going to run into that every once in a while. Right? Yeah. You never know who you're really talking to anyways. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's people that you find out that you knew your whole life aren't who you thought they were. Like me, for instance. Oh, shit. This has all is been a crumbly. You're going to pull your face <laughs> off? <laughs> yeah, What's happening? No. No. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, it is weird. Um, the reveal of people's true colors sometimes. I mean, I'm not excited to hear that this person allegedly did what they did. No. But I fully anticipated that at some point, Something wild is going to happen in the life of one of the people I have on the show. And it's going to be like, oh, God. I had them on the show. Mm. I don't know. You know what I mean? How many serial killers have you had on the show so far? Well, there's one on every episode. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) Anyway. So, this shit's going to happen, I guess. That's pretty good. You like that? I I do like that. (laughs) What happened to all your guests? (laughs) <laughs> Makes for a better story. Just kidding. Oh. Um, it's a fun joke talking about uh, murdering people. Good well, uh, <laughs> the, the the thing where the the guy gets in the car, you know, the, the hitchhiker, and he's like, "Man, aren't you worried that one day you're gonna accidentally pick up a serial killer or something?" Yeah. And the guy's like, "Man, the odds of two serial killers being in the same car are very, very like rare. Rare, rare. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. good." That's exactly the response. And you lock it. the doors. <laughs> yeah. <at> the <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. All right. So, the car. I, You know I've been pulling hard to talk I about the alternator. I don't know why I want to talk about the alternator so badly. I feel like we, like, m- like achieved we, we a new something. man thing. We, we did something. We had some good manly bonding we worked on a vehicle together like i've done things you know i've changed oil i've replaced Mm -hmm. tires Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um well hell i took the entire engine out of my 2004 gmc sierra and never put one back i never got it back together i had somebody else put it back together yeah because here's why that sounds like a cody project well i pulled it apart and i couldn't find the problem i was expecting to find like bent valves or Scored up cylinder walls or something. But I never found anything. Listen, this this is so somebody else had to diagnose. This is who you are. You you will you will dive in (laughs) to things like completely (laughs) out of your element. Like you're like you know what I can do it because I said I can. (laughs) It's gotta gotta be worth something, I guess. (laughs) Right? 
Is it not? Is it a good thing if I don't know. you have to have somebody else uh, fix it mm. after? It took, me, it took me three years to decide my first business was not something I wanted to have anything to do with. I mean, no. just dove right into that shit, too. But um, No, I... I feel like we uh we really accomplished something. I mean, oh, I know yeah. it was probably we got we got the it easiest mechanical thing that you could ever do. Yeah, it I was two bolts, two cannon plugs, <laughs> yeah. quick disconnect. I felt good about it. Mm. You know, you know the 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 biggest issue I thought was uh, getting the serpentine belt off, finding the correct mm-hmm. bolt to torque on to release tension, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the fact that you didn't break two of my fingers. Is uh, I feel like that's a win. Just uh, that it was in a good bind, so it could have happened. Uh huh. For I sure. I know. And I mean, yeah. there would have been no second chances. Yeah. He had the. Uh, he was pushing down on the. It uh, would have been fine. My truck was right there next to us. <laughs> I could have got in it and left. And left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was pushing down on the uh, tensioner pulley, uh, yeah. and uh, pretty. My hard. fingers. We're right below. If he had a slipped off at all, he would have abs- I mean, you'd have turned my fingers into a blown out hot dog. Yeah, I would have smushed them pretty it good. Been nasty. Probably nasty. Would've, probably would have broke them. And I knew that. And I also know that you're extremely clumsy. So. That, I, don't, I don't know if I feel so like that's fair. You know fair. what? Props to me for like <laughs> biting the bullet and keeping yeah. my fingers where they needed to be with absolute I, disregard for my own safety. I can't. I, can't I deserve say a that medal. I am surprised at all. I deserve that a award. you somehow twisted this into. I deserve a cookie <laughs> for you not hurting me. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you always deserve a cookie. Just that. Well, me. well, I guess what I'm really trying to say is thanks for your help. <laughs> 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 I don't think I could have done that by myself. There's I mean, no way uh, pushing that much. There's I mean, no put, way I couldn't have done it by myself put, either. And I'm not. I'm not saying I'm anything special. I'm just saying, like, I mean, putting that much tension on that on that uh, breaker bar. Tough. It was an 18 inch breaker bar too. Yeah. So you had leverage, and you were yeah. still putting like all your upper body weight on it, right? I pushed it till it. Bottom out because there's no room. Oh, it couldn't go any further. Yeah, because I was sitting uh, the top of the hood. I barely got that belt the, on where the hood meets. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, nuts. And then so, the moment of 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 tr- is it the moment of truth? Is that how the saying goes? Yes, the moment so of truth. We took it up to Advanced Auto Parts, and I had the dude put the the tester on it, mm-hmm. and he got done with the readout and he's like oh everything checked out but the alternator's not working <laughs> yeah it's not uh charging as i was like well dude uh, we got a problem then because i just, bought, just bought this, this from here. you and he's like well how long has it been running yeah i said i don't know five minutes so he said well go run it so i looked at cody said and I we said, need, Road to trip. Char- need to charge it up for 30 minutes so we hit the highway so we ran for we drove around 15 minutes one direction 15 minutes back uh, put cruised. the tester back on it and it and all passed it worked so Good we job. did it. Good job. And I mostly did it, but yeah. You know what? I I I I don't feel like that's fair. Yeah, I don't feel like I, that's uh, fair. I unbolted the I alternator. I unbolted things. No, I unbolted the alternator itself. Okay. You I did. bolted it back in. I you did, did the t- I had to do the tension <laughs> pulley. I got the belt. I took care of the belt. I took care of the belt. I did it all. I took care of the attachment. I practically did it all. Listen, this is a podcast. You can't talk over me. The attaching hardware, I took that off. 
I got that little shitty clamp off oh, okay. that did not yeah, go back yeah. on. Yeah. If Emily's listening mm-hmm. to this episode, this is my sister's car, by the way. Yeah. For the people listening and not knowing, it's a to- it's a 2003 Toyota Camry, and mm-hmm. I borrowed this from my sister because we had a week of rain, mm-hmm. and she had not driven driven she had not driven, driven. this car. Yeah. Driven. Jesus. Driven. <laughs> That's someone's name, I think. <laughs> Dr. Droven. Um, Droven and Darby. So the tires were at 8 PSI. The oil had not, be ch- oil had not been changed in over a year. And the yeah. battery would not hold a charge. Yeah. It was in great shape. So Perfect. far, so far, I've aired up the tires, uh, which is important. You know, I need to mention that for sure. You have to have air in tires. Yeah, you got to have what air do you in know? tires. Yeah. And then uh, oil change. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't actually mm-hmm. do that. I took it to the nice people over at Quick Car. And um, thank you, Quick Car. They charged, Shout out, charged quick me car. an arm and a leg, Quick Car. And um, anyway, I got that Everybody done. Everybody does. And then new battery. So the new battery was a couple hundred bucks. And the guy at NTB was like, "You need a new alternator." And I was like, "You need to shut your mouth, because that's five hundred bucks." He wanted to charge me, I think, five or six hundred bucks mm. to put an alternator in there. I'm like, "No, yeah, no, no. The alternator's fine." I do the basic mechanical but it was work. Not. On my vehicles, or vehicles in the past. Do you have, like, AAA or something, roadside assistance? No. You probably should. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you're the mechanic, so. Yeah, I'm not paying for that. Might save you some money in the long run. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll never know. (laughs) I guess not. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, My dad was telling me that uh, AAA, they've got AAA, Mm -hmm. and, like, two times a year, Mm You get a, a free tow. Mm. And I was like, would they tow a giant box truck? Mm. Nice. Because if I could get two tows a year yeah. out of that, man, nice. take my money. <laughs> nice. Because I'm, I'm betting that it's going to be at least twice a year that I end up towing that thing. It's old. <clears throat> it's got 300,000 miles on it. Yeah. It's an O2, I think. I think that's right. I've never had AAA in my life. Yeah, but, dude. The size of that thing? Yeah, I mean, it might be the best thing for you because of what you have, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But we did it. We did it. We deserve something. Yeah, like we a, do, yeah. I think any of these, uh, you know, uh, smartphone, internet-obsessed kids could do something like that. I don't know. I used my smartphone to do it. Have you taught your daughter... How to change the oil yet on a car? No. Do you feel like you should? Um, I feel like she should... Oh, I feel like I should teach her how to change a tire. I don't know. And the basic understanding that I have. But that's all I have to yeah. give anyways. Yeah. Well, so. she doesn't... Yeah. She doesn't need to know how to build an engine or anything but yeah changing a tire would be advantageous because if she ever gets stranded she doesn't have to wait on a stranger to right help her exactly and it's fairly effing basic mm-hmm. so it's not like yeah everybody should know how to change a tire yeah and it, it, it is weird when you meet other well i know that i mean other grown men that don't know how that's crazy to me that is unacceptable i'm sorry yeah, is that sexist to me men should know how to change a tire I mean, I guess, but, I mean... Because, I mean, as, as far as, like, personal safety or your ability to take care of your family... Here, here's the problem. So, why don't they know? 
Oh, yeah. That's how they were brought up. Right? Yeah, but why? Why do they not know? Yeah, why do they not know? Because no one told them how? Yeah, but what's another reason? Price um, of tea in China? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a dad to teach them. Well, th- yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or no their dad them. didn't know and nobody taught them. Or So, anyways, is it their fault? It's not their fault. No. Yeah. I got you. So, who are you upset at? I'm not upset. Who said I was upset? You said that's wrong. That's, it what is was wrong. That? What it's was wrong. It? What was it you he, said? How about this? How about you take the initiative to teach yourself? How about that? Yeah. Because I know a lot of shit that my dad didn't teach me to do. Sure. Because I sure. took the initiative to, to learn it. Like replacing uh, an alternator on a Toyota Camry. Yeah. Uh, nobody Which I did all by actually, myself. I, I think I struggled through doing it on the Blazer, like, without anybody teaching Right. <laughs> yeah. Before YouTube to watch somebody oh, else yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. No shit. So like uh, when I took my engine apart, it was all YouTube. Uh-huh. All of it. I couldn't yeah. have done that without YouTube. Yeah. No way. Yeah. It was, uh, well, actually, I think my mom's boyfriend back then uh, kind of pointed, yeah, you take that off, you take that off, pull on that to get the, <laughs> get some slack on the, uh. Uh, you know, the fan belt, and you pull it out of there and put the new one in there. Yeah. Like, anyways, it took a long time because, you yeah. know. Well, and then... It's a good experience. First time through something like that, you're super careful, too, because yeah. you don't want to, like, break something that can't be replaced. Yeah. Or... You definitely have to be confident. Cost you money. Like, that's the thing about anything uh, that has to do with construction or mechanic work. You, you have to have initiative and... And be able to take chances and try something that you don't know how to do. And that's almost any job, really, across the board. Who, who, who does well? Somebody with initiative to try. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But. I don't know. It, it bothers me whenever I don't know how to do something that somebody else knows how to do. <laughs> because, well, the thing is, like you said, like the initiative to... To do something. Yeah, but it's but that would never end if you I I'm glad I don't Well, I mean I'm not You said anything. Okay. I'm not talking (laughs) about like a cardiologist putting a stent in an artery. I'm not talking about shit like that. I'm talking about basic shit. Like it bothers me that I'm not good at woodworking. Yeah. You know, it bothers me that I don't know how to run a bead on a welder. Like these are things that I want to accomplish in my life, you know. I want to know how to do these things. So I'm uh, I'm hoping at one point I have the financial security that I can buy property and build my own. Maybe not. Maybe I don't build the house, but maybe I build the shop next to it. You ah, know what come I mean? on. We could build a house. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we, we just changed out an alternator. Are you kidding me? We could build no. the house for sure. Yeah, we, we could build the city hall. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Well, no. I actually have a construction degree, but... I could probably figure it out. No, I, <laughs> I guess I don't know. YouTube probably has some really interesting videos <laughs> on how to build a house. Yeah. No, we could do it. They make kits and stuff like that, and mm. we're we're you know we're, maybe we're not geniuses, but we're moderately intelligent, I think. <laughs> right? Are, aren't we above average? Come on. I mean, I know we're not above average right. in some categories, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most categories. Intelligence. I feel like we've... uh, Maybe, come on. Give me 10 points. 10 points above average. Intelligence. I don't know. I've I've been told. I've taken tests before that people are like, oh, yeah. You performed 80% over... Yeah, I took an internet test that said my 
my intelligence was really high. Yeah, but, yeah, I know. did that on Instagram. It said, yeah. you're 1,000% more smarter. Yeah, yeah, more smarter. I like that. It's yeah. yeah. good. 1,000%. Yeah, I buy it. I bought it. I, actually, I bet you I did. paid them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, paid them I paid money <laughs> for the test. I, I think I am still uh, paying them. It's like a month, <laughs> monthly subscription. I guess I'm an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> so these episodes, when I'm recording, they're mm. not usually like this. Like what? it's usually like pointed, high tempo. Like I'm not, mm. lo- I'm not letting any dead space happen. Mm-hmm. Like the only dead space that occurs is usually whenever the guest is like taking a minute to think. Yeah, but I'm usually sure. But this one, it's um, just, it's just you, okay. man. So yeah, it's, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, just I feel like we had more though. But I mean, it really was the entire episode was hinging on. Our time at Jamelli, your reason for coming down here, and then the alternator swap. Mm. Yeah. And we've talked plenty of shit about you, so that's good. I enjoy talking shit about you. Yeah. So who all do you think is going to listen to this episode that we know? You think Chandra will drop in? Chandra might. I'd like to have Chandra on the show. Oh, why not? Yeah. He knows way more about MMA than you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even really what get was that? into it. What was that? You did like a uncomfortable little laugh there. Like oh, like yeah, you think yeah. you know more than Chandra about it? No, anyway? it's just funny. We didn't even really talk about it. We talked a little bit about it. About you not so, knowing what that uh, new competition uh, was or that yeah, new organization. That it's, I'm just really bad with names. Uh, but the whole MMA thing, I've been doing it for, what, 14 years so I I didn't get to finish telling you this though, but like you seem, and I'm not kidding, you do seem cognitively sharper these days. Like I'm not kidding. Oh, and then uh, your ears look a lot better because your ears They're used still to. I feel like my ears are the same. They're no. just scarred up, and they. I no. think you get used to seeing them no. messed up. No, they're Whenever, thick. When you were actively competing and like oh. training, maybe when they were like actually inflamed. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. They yeah, they're yeah. insane. Yeah, no, there's still pretty dang big and thick well yeah. compared to like normal people ears i guess but this one's like over a quarter inch thick like where it's supposed to be skinny so like yesterday thin. tim from the funky panther uh-huh. he uh said something like oh are you an mma guy or something like that yeah i forget and, and until people like point it out well he he said he was looking at your shirt but i immediately like looked at your ears to see if like that's what he was picking up on but your mm. ears look way better than they did than they did. Yeah. So there's a lot of health benefits, I think, to you not getting pounded repeatedly in the uh, the old gray matter. Yeah. Recently, I actually, <laughs> it was like a second day of doing kickboxing. I sparred. Anyways, this guy that was getting ready for his kickboxing match, he's always been really good. And he's tall. He's like 6'2". He's long. I'm, I'm five foot nothing. You know what I mean? I'm like 5'7". On a good day. On my tippy toes. No, anyways, but, uh, um, yeah, he, he caught me really good. I was like, whoa. When was this? This is just the other day. Hmm. It was like a couple weeks what ago. What did he get you with? It was a spinning back fist. Ow. Yeah, yeah, it was big. You were anyways, using 16 ounce gloves? Yeah, we had regular boxing gloves on. Yeah. We we're doing some kickboxing. Anyways, I, I did better the first day I sparred with him. The second time I sparred. So it was like the second time I trained in like, I don't know, a couple of years in kickboxing really. It and seems I got, like that would really. And I got st- 
I got starch with a hard shot. <laughs> like, well, I mean, not like my knees buckled, but it was like, dang, I just got hit. And it was a good, clean, like, full. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, man, yeah, I shouldn't get hit. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all weren't wearing headgear? No, of course not. Oh, my God. No, this is... The thing is about headgear, I don't think it really helps. Uh, and Probably also, right. uh, I don't think it really helps. And it makes your head bigger. Bigger target. And a bigger target. And I would get hit and like part of the headgear and it would hurt my neck. Because yeah. there's more leverage yeah. on your neck and stuff. And there's been studies that say that, that they think it actually makes it worse too. I, I just think, I think when it comes to trauma to the head, there's... There's only so much you can do yeah. to mitigate yeah. or reduce or whatever. It's like, it's like football. I mean, we've added all kinds of rules. We've had, we, they've added different types of equipment. And, and the thing is, the more we understand how damage to the brain, the more we realize how much we're damaging the brain in almost every sport in different ways, even just hitting soccer balls with your chest the 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 sloshing around of your brain inside of your head from the sudden impacts of different things we just keep finding out more and more how how much brain damage there is tied to different sports so yeah. it's just you know no i don't know if, i don't know what you can do uh, there's only so much you can do in fighting i mean ha you know almost half of it is headshots you know yeah, boxing. So, the the, th the theory is boxing is a, a little more dangerous because you're hyper focusing it there. Yeah, yeah. Well, at I'd least it's spread out into I think different the, arts. I think the, the argument movement. with the the gloves is pretty legit. Like mm -hmm. uh, wearing gloves, especially those big old heavy sixteen ounces. Mm -hmm. You've added more mass to your pit, your your punch. You mm -hmm. know, more inertia but from the mass. Not only that. Um, I'm not going to punch okay. you near as hard if my hands aren't protected by that big old pad, you mm -hmm. know? So the person throwing the punch is uh, going to give it way more yeah. energy than he would if he didn't have that glove on. And then the person <coughs> receiving the hit is getting quite a bit more mass yeah. from the glove, especially a spinning mm -hmm. backhand like that. Oh, yeah, it was good. I think that... <laughs> I think that is probably and the best also, example of uh, and the glove adding more mass. If you turn your fist and hit with the side, there's less padding. So now you're hitting with a more blunt object. With the edge? Uh, yeah, with the closer edge to where there's less padding. Yeah. And it has just as much mass. So more anyways, mass. anyways, yeah. it, it's fine. <laughs> it's all fine. Yeah, it's We're fine. Good I'm sure I'll heal. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I'm getting older. I don't know. It takes a while. And and I think as you get older, out those the damage that you take is more substantial, right? I mean, uh, I'm sure there's studies that show that. I think it's the since you're producing less cells because you're older and, and you're also degenerating, you're right. dying you stop, slowly. You stop making brain cells at like 28, uh, I think. Yeah. And then your brain mass starts to reduce at the age of 40. Yeah, so it's sloshing around in there real. It's got plenty of room. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, yeah, that's one of the main reasons I quit fighting. Uh, and at the time, uh, my wife didn't like it as much. And uh, the time, and also it's just with the parents. Or, I mean, with 
being a parent, you know, you gotta um, taking away time from the family. Yeah, uh, but I guess you have to prioritize certain things over other things. You know, while you're passionate about things, it's like, what does it give back to me in comparison to what it would give to me to be to be healthy for my kids? So yeah, yeah. yeah later on down the line, <coughs> down the line. So I still do a couple of things that aren't necessarily good for me sometimes. So you just recently completed a weight loss challenge, and over the course of eight <coughs> weeks, you lost 25 pounds? Uh, no, it was way more than that. Way more what? Pounds or time? Weight. Yeah, it was eight weeks. I lost uh, 45 pounds. God bless. How many weeks? Eight. So eight weeks, 45 pounds? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think some of it was water because I reduced my uh, my uh, carbs. So that's probably, you know, 8 to 10 pounds, right? Yeah. The water weight? Uh, I don't know if it's that much, but somewhere around there. Anyway, 45 pounds is yeah. incredible. And an 8, well, yeah. shit, if it was a year, it'd still be crazy, but uh, mm. 8 weeks is insane. Yeah, it was, so in this challenge, you did as many, like, um, Weekly cl- uh, group classes, which are like HIT training. Uh, what is that called? High-intensity training classes. Um, High-intensity interval inter- training. So it's got two eyes. Yeah, that's right. Anyways. I'm so not you're doing that once a day? I was doing that. Actually, I did it three times a day on Tuesdays and Thursdays. and I Jesus. Did it. And and I would do it once a day the other day. So when you're doing it, when you're doing it three times a day, how many minutes per? An hour. God damn. So you're doing three hours in a day. Yeah, it was okay. It didn't. It wasn't that way the entire eight weeks. I was doing a minimum of three to four for the first five weeks. Three to four what sessions or hours? Sessions, hit training sessions, and then I was also doing two half hour. Part of the challenge was to have two half-hour cardios minimum per day, per day, uh, every single day. And we did, you had to do check-ins. So this was a contest. Um, the, they haven't ruled who won the contest yet. But in it, you had to do as many of these classes they had on schedule and, and do two cardios per day and do check-ins with pictures of proof that you did two cardio sessions a day. And um, and also there's a, a lifting regimen and there's also a, uh, a diet plan. So I meal prepped the whole time and I did all that working out. And then the last three weeks I really turned it up. I was also doing jujitsu as well here and there when I could. And you're, you have a 40-hour week job. Yes. And kids. Yes. Jesus. So were you not sleeping or? I was sleeping. Uh, I probably wasn't getting as much sleep as I should. Uh, it was kind of hard. Uh, if you work out late in the evening, sometimes it's hard to go down for bed. At least it is for me. Um, Do you try to take anything like a Benadryl or a sleep no, aid? No, I don't, I, don't like, I don't like doing that. Yeah. I, um, so the problem would be if I do jujitsu, it's late. Anyways, and that's always been kind of an issue is then I end up staying up kind of late and then I have to wake up early. Anyways, but yeah, I really just, I just really killed it working, working real hard, dieting really hard for eight weeks and I lost 
about 45 pounds. Can I put those pictures up on the YouTube video? Yeah, I don't mind. Okay. Send There's a, some transformation pictures. Because they're ridiculous. Yeah. The, the pictures are insane. To, and to know that you did that in eight weeks is... Yeah. So what I, about dietary shit? Like, what are you doing diet-wise? Diet-wise, it was... I mean, uh, just give you... So, when I said cut, cut carbs, that was only near the end. Um, only just to help a little bit more at the end. Do not... One of the worst things people do is they cut out carbs too much. And then you can't utilize your your protein as well to keep good good weight on. Because you need carbs to, to synthesize protein, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you need sodium also to use carbs. Yeah. So, I mean, and you need fat, even though people, this, in the health industry, became this whole anti-fat thing of fat-free this, fat-free that. That's not good either. So, you have to have a balanced... Anyways, it was pretty balanced. In the mornings, I would have a carb, which is, I would have oatmeal and uh, like uh, an egg yolk or two and some egg whites every morning. And then, and then my, my main meals were uh, always, always a protein and a vegetable and a carb. Anyways, the one, all three of them were, were six ounces or more of, of chicken or what are you doing? You weighing? Are you weighing this stuff out? Uh, I just go off of the weight of the package and I split it up accordingly. Oh, okay. Like I got three pounds, so that's this many ounces, so that makes this many meals. Yeah. If I split it up, and I just eyeball it, you know, yeah. I'm gonna eat all that protein regardless. I mean, if I end up eating five ounces in one meal and seven in another, it's not like I'm not gonna use it. Yeah. So. That's that's how I do. I don't you don't have to weigh things. That now we're getting crazy. But outside of that, I was I was having like a healthy carb, like uh, like one sweet potato with with one meal, and then another add a cup and a half of cooked white rice. White rice is fine. Some people think brown is better, but it's it's as long as it as long as you wash it and you get all the extra starch off of it. There's I mean, there's really no difference as long as you you know, steam it. Yeah. Anyways, and uh, ate lots of broccoli with, with as my veg, as my veggie because it's one of the most nutrient rich. Broccoli and is. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dark leafy green, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, outside of that, I also supplemented with some protein shakes, and uh, and some more egg whites. And s- and I just avoided liquid carbs and and things of that nature that were no sugar. Did you I stay off of alcohol sugar. the entire time? Uh, not the entire time. The last four weeks, uh, the last half, I did. Yeah. And did you notice that it was easier to cut weight when you were not drinking? Yes, absolutely. It's it definitely it definitely helped me lose more weight. Uh, faster for sure and it helped me keep it off and I uh, I had I was kind of like like I would have almost like a cheat day or cheat meal and I just started cutting that out as well because yeah. it, it seemed like it always take three times as long to get rid of that bad weight 
Oh. After, you know, because you just... Wasn't you know, worth the cheat. Yeah, it wasn't worth the cheat. Well, uh, you're, you're in the best shape I've seen you in in a decade. Oh, wow. I think. I don't know. It wouldn't be a decade because I used to fight and get down to this weight all you the time. You were fat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this, this entire con- competition... Uh, was to bring awareness to old senile people driving too slowly in the left lane, correct? That's correct. Okay, good. And we really need to get to the bottom of that. Like, why do they still have license? At a certain age, isn't it time to just hang it up? Andrew really is an ageist. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to get out of the left lane, that's yeah, all. That's something I always wanted to make, like a, a focal point of the po- podcast, was to bring awareness mm-hmm. to people driving mm-hmm. too slowly in the left lane. Yeah. Fewer things in society. There's, there's almost no other thing in society that drives me crazier than somebody driving slow <laughs> in the left lane. What are you doing over there? I, what? It's the, your that, that, No, I no, apologize. I'm, no, the left lane thing. <laughs> that, that's absolute entitlement, right? <laughs> like you people can just get behind me and deal no, with the I fact that I don't know which lane to be in. No, I, I think, I think everybody lives in their own little world and they don't think about other people a lot of times. You're actually a world-class driver yourself you've totaled uh four vehicles now rolled over two of them uh, down a hill hold on it's amazing you're still alive hold on how many what two of these were company trucks uh, let me think about this for anybody listening that employs I? cody hofford from abilene texas two of those were company trucks uh one was a company truck <laughs> one was a company it's not truck. Uh, i've got your insurance report right here i actually, was i was uh, testing concrete <laughs> and uh i had a 5 a.m pour and or, or earlier, and then I was on my way back, and I fell asleep and drifted about six feet over and ran head-on into a guardrail, flipped over upside down, and slid about a hundred feet or more. Jesus Christ, how are you alive? Uh, I was fine. And keep in mind, people, he does not clean his the inside of his cab. So it was like... I'm sure it was like a bomb went off in there. It, it was shrapnel everywhere. It really wasn't that bad. And then the stuff in the back of your truck, yeah. wheelbarrow, cylinders, yeah, there's testing equipment, yeah, all sorts of shit. Lot None of, of it secured. Uh, None of it strapped down. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think strapping it down would have made one bit of difference. <laughs> flipping over upside down and sliding on the <laughs> roof for a hundred feet or more. How? I was how? just lucky that I didn't fall asleep. 10 seconds earlier and drift on over to the left even farther and going down in between the two uh, guardrails off a bridge and head on into... Oh, my God. Anyways. So, at the time, I was a single dad, and I, my, I think my daughter was still in a car seat, and I used to take her into daycare every day before work. So... There's there's a car seat in the <laughs> oh in the work truck. This is know? awful. And uh, so the the firemen and everybody show up, and I'm just like gathering up all these tools that are spread out across the road. And they're thinking, why is he gathering the tools? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, and not looking for the baby. The, yeah, where's the? Was there anyone else in the car? And I'm like, no. Like, I'm sure What's you your deal? I'm sure you didn't answer them back on the first try either. I bet they were screaming at you. No, and like no. you, you didn't answer them right away. And yeah, they're, I they're didn't. getting furious with you. Like I, I think I was. Yeah, so it's just odd to me. Like they weren't all over me checking on me. They're like 
they're looking at the crash site. They're like, oh, he's fine. He's picking things up. Yeah. Where's the kid? You know, it's like, I was alone. (laughs) I mean, it was just funny because they're panicking. It's not funny. They're panicking. Of course they're panicking. They're panicking. They're like this deadbeat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Apparently. Jesus, how is this injured? how it is this how, usually what y'all come upon? There's a there's a guy and there was a kid in the car and he's not concerned about the kid. Is that what usually happens? How injured were you? I just I had busted my hand was um, there's a bit of skin knocked off of my hand because when I flew forward and uh, my arms came forward when I hit hit the guardrail it, it hit the dash and that was it. So I had a little. Uh, had a little gash on my. Were head. you doing seventy? Yeah, it was. It was on. Uh, yeah, it was on cruise control. Oh my god! And I just fell asleep for I don't know a few seconds and drifted about four five feet and. And nobody has like shown up to like do studies on you. No, no. Nobody wanted like so, further explanation so, of how so you were able to walk <laughs> away from that. So after I hit it head on, it flipped over, and I don't believe the uh, the thing didn't. The airbag, the airbag didn't, go didn't, didn't go off. Didn't go off. And I guess maybe because I continued to travel forward after I hit the, the thing. It wasn't a sudden stop. It was an impact, but I didn't suddenly stop. I continued to, like I said, slid and, you know, oh decelerate. And uh, I don't think I had my seatbelt on either. What the... God eh. damn. Yeah, because I flew forward and... It draped over the the steering wheel, and my arm, my hand hit the the dash. You didn't have any severe bruising or any of that. No, not too bad. No, nothing that I remember that was bad. Anyway, so they show up, they freak out about the 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 car seat. Where where's the kid? They're like, the kid's not here. It's she's in daycare. You know, with you being the kind uh, of smart ass you are, it's amazing. You didn't go. Oh my God, where is she? <laughs> That's, Help me. I would. <laughs> I wish I could go back. <laughs> oh, no. No. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, in, in the hypothetical, so it's kind of funny. But, yeah, not so, in practice. So I think it was like a fireman like in a pickup truck showed up first. Because this is in Hawley, Texas. Middle of nowhere. Yeah, Hawley is like... So we talk about Abilene being nothing. Well, look up Hawley. Anyways. Don't look up. There's no reason for that. that The only thing that is there is there's like a store at this intersection where I ran into the the bridge. Oh, so there was a store. There was a store right there adjacent to where I was next to the, next to the, yeah. So they hear it. They call. Somebody just had a wreck right here on the highway. A drunk driver just ate a guardrail. Anyways. So. They show up. Um, then the ambulance shows up. And they try to take me in the ambulance. And uh, they're like, yeah, but you have to lay on the gurney. And they're, they go, they have me lay down. Like, I'm fine. They have me lay down. And they go to strap me in. And I'm like, this just all feels so unnecessary. And they're starting to put me into the ambulance. And I'm like, I want out of this thing. This is dumb. I'm okay. That's your father talking yeah. right there. You know that. That's, yeah. that's some Jerry shit. <laughs> I mean, I could have been hurt at the time and not known it. Yeah. But and that's what they're I, worried about. It had, been, it had been a decent amount of time 
Like, I mean, it hadn't been an hour or more or whatever, but it it was long enough that I felt like I had calmed down and I was okay and I had no injuries and I felt like it was all unnecessary and then my work was going to get this huge bill and it was really not going to help me at all and I felt like it was unnecessary so I told them to let me out of it and they let me out and they they had me sign something basically an NDA yeah no not an NDA <laughs> so no. Cody came up with an outstanding idea yesterday <laughs> I don't know if I came up with it I think you did so uh, just just to add a little bit of spice whenever mm-hmm. I show people the new studi- studio when they come in here and before I start telling them all the ideas that I have about like what we're going to do with the space I'm going to start having people sign an NDA mm-hmm. so it seems more legit yeah <laughs> I mean he had me sign an NDA I mean it's got to be, be pretty, pretty serious. serious they're doing some big stuff over there yeah. signing NDAs and whatnot. anyways after the nda i no uh i tell people anyway yeah i told him i was fine i will sue you sir and a cop showed up and i thought he was going to give me a ticket you didn't get a ticket i didn't get a ticket oh wow i was lucky i was worried too because i had had like another ticket so i couldn't get deferred or anything because you're a world-class driver Yeah, yeah yeah i always get them deferred when i can Anyways, uh, or not deferred, uh, I'll do the, what, whatever. I'll get it off my record by doing uh, <laughs> defensive driving, which I encourage everyone to do for their <laughs> insurance prices. Anyways, so then I just walked over to the store and waited there for somebody to come pick me up. I called my mother to come get me. Thanks, Denise. Yeah, thanks, Mom. <laughs> She's always there when I need her. I'm lucky. She's always there when I need her. Yeah. She's a good lady. Yeah. We love Denise. Anyways, that's that was the end of that story. That's how that happened. How, I mean, I'm just imagining a crumpled up ball of a truck. Was it just absolutely destroyed? The front end was pretty messed up, and the <laughs> roof was pretty, was caved in a little bit from flipping over upside down and sliding on it. So did you get all your tools back? Were you yeah. able to test with that equipment anymore? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, especially the air meter. That's an expensive <laughs> piece of equipment. <laughs> so I, Listen, I'm just really lucky I didn't have a nuclear gauge with me, which is what I used to use to test uh, uh, the layers of, of uh, building pads, mm-hmm. and it uses a, it, a radioactive source in it. Yeah. Anyways, that would have been a big deal. That would have been right. a really big deal. I would have had to call some people out. Yeah. Close yeah. down Especially the road. if it got... It if it got damaged and yeah, and not good. Yeah, the radioactive source got loose or whatever. That that would have been a big problem. Yeah, and not because it's so dangerous as yeah. much as it's, it's just it's a it's a it's a regulated yeah. thing. Yeah, it's against the law not to do the right thing. Well, what's weird is that you don't have to have any kind of like placarding. Right, because I've never no, seen. No, I had to take a I had to take a hazm- hazmat class. Sure, to do but what it, I'm yeah. saying is, there's nothing on the truck that identifies you as carrying. Something on the like box that. that it is carried in, they have requirements of what that box has to be, and it does. But it's just that box that that holds it in the back of the truck. So yeah. But, I mean, if that box was to come loose and end up down the road somewhere, yeah, say, it's just on the box. Say yeah. some sleepy employee took out a guardrail and he didn't make it and that box ended up getting thrown somewhere and there's no placarding on the vehicle they would never know Mm -hmm. so you would just have this 
And surely a week or two would go by and somebody would go, oh, wait, there was a nuclear device in that container. Oh, well, the company would know. Right. Because they keep up with it. And there's but by then... You sign it out whenever you take it out of the office and all that. But by then a feral hog has already found it and carried it off. And now they're learning language. Anyways. And, and now... No, they're <laughs> There's regulations. There's regulations where you sign it out. Hog City, of course, would be the name. Anyways, they would build their own society, and now we've got this whole thing. Yeah, could be bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't hit one of your buttons. Like do 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 do. Yeah, good job. How about that one? Yeah, I like. We're all laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to really play with those a lot. In the beginning, uh, the early days of the show, I was very fascinated with these buttons. But there's a lot more I could do with that. But they've come out with a new version of the Roadcaster. So I think eventually, here really soon, I'm going to end up getting the new Roadcaster. And this one is going to be used as kind of a community device. Well, like I said, before you sign the NDA, or after you sign the NDA, we're going to be doing some big stuff in this room behind me. And it's going to require some additional equipment, and we're going to invite people to come out and do their podcasts here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So this could be the first device that we use uh, that other people can utilize, and I'll go ahead and get myself a nice new shiny Roadcaster. So before mastering this thing, I'll be moving to an upgrade. Nice. Yeah. Odds are I'm going to be like, "Eh, I like the old one better. Uh Uh-huh. Probably. Uh Uh-huh. Like I said, Andrew likes to jump into things. (laughs) I just (laughs) just spit. spit. He spit all over (laughs) your mic. He made me spit. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, There was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I can't remember what it was. Um, I wanted to ask you what your your thoughts about the the show. Um, I know you don't listen anymore. Huh. you know, how nerdy is it that uh, that I do this? Or how stupid is it? Or what are your judgments that you pass on me for having a podcast? Because one of the biggest obstacles to get past mentally was knowing that I was going to distribute this thing far and wide and people uh, from all across the world had access to it and they could listen to it anytime they wanted to. And uh, just the kind of the the self-conscious thought that you know, I'm going to say dumb shit or I'm going to represent myself in a way that might not be true to my character and, and people are going to hear that. And uh, so you are one of the people that I thought of in that context before I started releasing episodes. Like, I really had to kind of put myself out there. You know, it's like standing naked in a public place. Uh, everybody can see You're doing me. more than I'm willing to do. What do you mean? I'm not putting myself out there like you are. Not many people are. That's what I'm saying. It's odd. It's weird. It's not normal. I don't think. I think... um, I mean, it might sound a little corny, but... I mean, you're just daring to be bold, trying to do something, put yourself out there. I, I think it's... I think any person that doesn't have a crazy ego is going to feel like the imposter syndrome of you know feeling like they're they're not 
it's ridiculous yeah. for anybody who want to listen to me yeah. or hear me. And I feel that same way. <laughs> so. Yeah. I get a lot of people, almost everybody, I invite on the show, they're like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah, I feel that same but, way. But then whenever you get the conversation going, and I promise you when you hear this episode, um, you might not like it, mm. but you will, you will realize that it's more interesting than you thought. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get done trimming out the pauses and stuff. Oh, my uhs and ahs. Stop it. I have to trim that out now. <laughs> but I, I am really curious to get some feedback from you, and I would like you to I've, I, I add this to your podcast list uh, from time to time just to kind of mm-hmm. check in and give me some... I don't care if you like the show or not. I just need some feedback. I don't dislike <laughs> the show at all. I Actually, I just got... I got to where I don't even listen to my regular podcasts. There used to be an MMA news podcast I'd listen to all the time when I had my old my old job. It just if you don't have time to listen it just it becomes hard. I get it. There's a lot of local podcasts that I try to keep up with and I just straight up don't have time for it yeah. most weeks. It really works well for people, I think, that drive. Oh, driving's perfect. Yeah. Driving is perfect for And uh, I started listening to podcasts whenever I would be in the kitchen cooking. Mm. That's another great time to do it. Um, yeah. During lovemaking, that's another great time to listen to uh, the latest episode. During lovemaking? Is that not, do you not, is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody quiet, please. I know, it was kind of. Please, we're trying to do a podcast. Stop here. it. But Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange for you. Have any other focus? <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to focus. That's the ADD thing. I was sitting at a... I think I brought this up already, but I was sitting with the Funky Panther guys at a... Funky Picnic is the name of this place. Very strange that they picked a place that so, is it? so closely resembles is their it? name. Is it? Yeah. Strange. Well, we noticed that they had a... Their their logo is FP. They got FP on their glasses and FP on their shot glasses and things like that. I'm like, oh, y'all could use this on your show. But uh, anyway, the the four of us sitting there, and I think all of us have at least a mild form of ADD. You should have been there for this shit, but it was just madness. Our conversation just went on one tangent after another, and we never got anything discussed. <laughs> ADD is a wonderful drug. I suggest you try it. I was diagnosed with it mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if it's all the same for everyone. It's but definitely I, not. I have a lot of trouble with the staying focused on certain tasks and finding myself and down different, different t- like getting things done, like as far as tasks at home. Th- that's the toughest at work I get either hyper focused on something to the point that not everything is getting done correctly or or I start to focus on something and then I get led astray to something else as far as like the listening part um, I think I think I'm better at that than a lot of people that have ADD or so I've I've questioned whether or not I have ADD, but there's certain things that are. I think you obvious. definitely do. Yeah. yeah, and I know I do. 
No. I also think they overdiagnosed the shit out of kids in our age group with ADD because that was... It's popularized at It was time. popularized, but that's also in the day and age whenever uh, physicians were still legally allowed to get massive kickbacks from pharmaceutical companies. Mm. And uh, I'm, I mean, it was, it was so... It got so bad that these uh, pharmaceutical reps would offer... You know, trips or oh wow, or money or that's, whatever. That's weird. Yeah, well, I think they put a stop to that. Yeah, they actually called, that sounds like bribery. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually started putting some physicians in prison, I think, or revoking oh, their wow. medical license because uh, the opioid crisis with uh, people just mm. having an unbelievable surplus of like morphine or mm. uh, codeine or whatever. They were just writing scripts for this stuff left and right. And, uh, you know, the more they move that certain product, depending on whatever pharmaceutical rep, mm. they were getting kickbacks for it. So, but I don't think that's allowed I anymore. I took Ridlin in elementary up through middle school. Yeah. Till I wanted, I didn't want to anymore when I was in eighth grade mm-hmm. or some, some seventh maybe. Yeah. And I for just me it was, I, I think, just sixth quit. or seventh grade, yeah. Same. Yeah, I told her I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. My mom and you know, I guess I just learned how to cope with it because I I did have when I was getting off of it from I think it was sixth to seventh grade. I actually had some behavioral problems around that time. I know I was getting in trouble a lot. I don't know if it was because of the getting off of it or what, but it got better as time went. Yeah, my educational trajectory did not change, didn't change whether I was on it or off of it. Mm. The only thing it really did was uh, zombie me out. Like, I just... Never felt that way. Fucking dial tone with me. Like, nobody's home. Mm. And then whenever I got off of it, I started putting on weight. And uh, I just, I feel like it just... Dude, you were anorexic when we were kids. Mm Mm-hmm. When we're in middle school and early part of high school. You That's were when I was putting weight on, though. You're so thin. I when I first met you, I know I was thinner before you met me because I was That's on that crazy. stuff, and I had just started putting on a little bit of body fat when you met me. Yeah, they had me drugged up, bad, but I don't know. Andrew was the crazy, like hyperactive kid, though. When he was little, mm-hmm. like I've heard you you told me about it, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, that'd be bad. a lot to deal with." I don't blame any adult for wanting to put me on meds to trank you. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, I get it, but uh, I also don't think you should do that to children. Mm-hmm. Not not for uh, any reason. I just I for me, and I'm not a physician, and I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. but for me. It upsets me that they did that. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. Because I it didn't improve my grades. It didn't improve my situation at school. All it did was dull me out. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, there was no benefit to the kid mm-hmm. at all. It made me a little more... Uh, you could handle me a little better at dinner time, you know? That's fucked up, I think. I don't know. But like I said, I'm not a physician. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a great idea. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Might also be uh, uh, responsible for some of my weirdness. I'm not, 
odd duck. Yeah, I don't know. No, your your raising is definitely part <laughs> <of your> weirdness. <laughs> definitely. Whatever. I think we're all have our own problems. Everybody's got some weird. I'm things. solid. I'm solid, dude. At AF, I am solid AF. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> you good? Uh, we're uh-huh. good. It's yeah. all right. I don't know. Listen, when the lights go out, you're the. I'm the one you're gonna want to have around. Am I? Oh yeah. You're the kind of person that's gonna skin me way too early to get by, to eat my. Flesh. I will share like, some of that, that meat guy. with you. I will share some of that meat with if you. If anybody's the first guy <laughs> to be like, I'm turning to cannibalism because it's necessary. The power went out four Andrew. hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andrew is that guy. He's like, look. Nobody wants to say this, but it's true. <laughs> and he thinks he's helping. He thinks he's helping, but he starts cannibalism is what he does. He's that guy. I mean, I, I feel uncomfortable admitting it, but I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, I'll field dress this. I got this. <laughs> Do you know how to field dress any animal? <laughs> How no, hard I could it be? It. I installed yeah, an alternator yeah, on a just, yeah. Camry. Just don't, just don't tear open the shit bag, and it'll be okay. <laughs> I heard All that right. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I heard that somewhere. Oh gosh. My quest for knowledge now is all about the podcast. So, like, I I need to have more people on that know things so that I can <laughs> yeah I'm the absorb their line. information. Oh, oh, I learned so much today. Did you? Yeah. Did you learn so much? Well, I learned you're a great friend for helping me put the uh, alternator in. Well, I felt guilty after being told what a terrible person I am and how I deal with people. <laughs> what do you mean? I was just joking. Remember, because the, the whole... Uh, about this morning... <laughs> oh, I was a thankless jerk this morning. He gave me oh, a blanket okay. to use and right. I didn't use so it. So back it up. So we're at the new studio uh-huh. and Cody is a cheap, cheap, cheap Mike Foxtrot. I could have just went home. It would have been fine. But uh, instead of wasting money, and I, I get this. <laughs> I, I, I would have probably, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> he ended up staying here with me at the studio. This dude had a cot in his truck. Like he was fully ready for I asked about it. <laughs> so anyway, um, my cot, because I do keep a cot in the studio, because uh, my living situation is uh, 30 minutes away. So on the weekends, I'll pull a cot out, and I'll just crash here at the studio. And uh, Cody did the same thing. My cot, you open it up, and it, it's ready. Cody's cot took... 30 minutes it didn't to carefully it assemble. Didn't, it didn't take It was minutes. like watching the James Webb telescope come into form no, in outer it, space. No, it wasn't that big of a deal. That's what it was. Anyways, 38 different mine is just motors, uh, aligning old school, mirrors. And, it, you, know. It, it, you know, a couple of things snapped lot. together. It's a lot. It's all right. It took you forever to put it together. No, And then, didn't. this morning, it took you twice as long to pull it apart. Yeah, because I was tired and <laughs> slow. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, this is not, the studio is not for camping or living or any of that. Yeah. I keep one blanket, and this is, this is how good of a friend you have here. <laughs> I gave you the one blanket in this studio. Again, he's patting himself on the back. It's just true. It it's just, just true. Yeah, just don't hurt your shoulder. Okay. All right. Well, if you know, if you patted me on the back once in a while, I wouldn't have to do all the work myself. Anyway, 
Why would anybody have to do any work with you doing so much? <laughs> so I give Cody the one blanket. And uh, th- this morning, the sun starts <coughs> coming through the windows, and we start waking up. And uh, I can't even remember what prompted this. But you were like, you, were, you said something N- to the effect of, I didn't need this blanket. No. What were you Hold thinking? On. No. So what were you thinking? So last time, last night, I have my, I have a sleeping bag. Okay, if I needed, if I needed anything to cover up with, I would have got in my sleeping bag. But I wake up, start making fun of me for no, giving you a blanket. No, that's not what happened. immediately. Meanwhile, I'm no, shivering over no, here in a corner, like an abused dog behind no, a dumpster he, at a he, Taco Bell. He used something else <laughs> as a blanket, a jacket. He had a jacket, and I was like, "Are you using a jacket?" I was like, "Well." Why didn't you use blanket? And you're like, well, I gave the blanket to you. I'm like, oh. Oh, I didn't really need it. I was okay. Well, that was stupid. That's I what d- you said. No, I didn't say that. You dumb ass. No. You <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. You dummy. Well, I Just mean, make I'm totally 100% berating me. unaware that there was a blanket given to me yeah, to Yeah, because used. you threw it on the filthy, filthy floor. Cause I, I have not swept. I, I didn't not throw mopped. anything on the floor. I put it on you. I gently draped you. <laughs> Is that what happened? Like a man burrito. I had no idea. I woke up with nothing <laughs> on top of me. <laughs> Anyways, so I just, you know, he's like, well, I gave you the blanket that I had. And I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> there's no way for me to know. Your version is so much milder. He literally yeah. heckled me for an hour. I didn't heckle him. About Giving but him he, the one blanket no, no, but that we no, had no, here. No, at but the Fort he Worth tried to studio. make me feel bad for him giving it to me. Like I, I should say thank you now. You just <laughs> awoke, <laughs> awoke. And, and I just now <laughs> told you what I did for you, and you're not saying thank you right not now. You're a jerk. You. Not one. You're thank a jerk, you. Cody. Still has not thanked. And I'm like, I find it funny because I'm like, how am I supposed to know something I don't know? And now you're upset at me because you chose to do something that I was unaware of. I'm just glad last night when you got hungry, I gave you those expired peanuts. He gave me expired peanuts? How dare you? I mean, I didn't really give them to you. You stole them. He 100% told me, oh, you want a snack? They're in there. And I was like, oh, look, here they are. They're just (laughs) sitting here in the middle of the room all by themselves. It's almost like like a trap. Like on a stool. Yeah, on a stool. Yeah. It was just weird. Anyways, he said, yeah. And I go and get them, and I started eating some of them. And then the next day, he tells me there's something wrong with them. And I'm like, I trusted you (laughs) to give me something that's okay to eat. Never trust a Sicilian (laughs) when death is on the line. (laughs) You fool. What movie? I quizzed somebody uh, on this yesterday, and they failed. Come on. The Princess Bride, of course. Nice. That's a high five you just heard. Why, why wouldn't they know that? It was Javier from the Funky Panther, and he had no idea. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. I feel like there's some, some pretty deep layers to my movie knowledge. Mm. That's my favorite movie quote, because it's like, well, it's good for testing the water. Uh, my it's grandmother like, was Sicilian. What so. kind, Well, that's right. Um, <laughs> what kind of person am I dealing with? You know, like you knew it right off the bat, but yeah, somebody that I'd doesn't have the prowess, the m- the movie yeah, knowledge. Another person that had parents that didn't love them and they <laughs> let them watch TV all the time instead of 
dealing with them because they had ADD. That movie is a classic. I'm just kidding. My parents are very nice. <laughs> Jesus. Never mind. You know, anytime you want His. to say anything negative about Denise, I just point out the fact that she had to raise you. You. Oh, gosh. I wonder I if she ever gave you a blanket and you were like, dummy, <laughs> gave me a blanket. Yeah. And then bet, she was I like, I happened. gave you a blanket <laughs> while you were sleeping. How could you not thank me? This actually kind of sounds like Denise a little bit. A little bit. Oh my just, I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of did. I don't know. I don't a know. Bit. A little bit. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I love you, Denise. She's going to hear this. No, she's not. She's, she's going to hear this. She would never listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're telling me 100 episodes in, you don't think she's ever listened to it? No. Because not a one. she doesn't understand internet or she is embarrassed to know me uh, as a human. Yes. Both. All the things. <laughs> All the reasons. No, I, uh, Mom, I would probably... She probably... I don't even know if she knows what a podcast is, honestly. And whose fault is that? Yours. You should have told her, man. You I mean, just, you have you a podcast. You just explaining you to me. You have a podcast. You were just explaining to me that you are learning things through your daughter, okay? Mm. It's the parent that learns from their children the new stuff, right? Oh, okay. So this is a failure on your part, bringing your mother into the 21st century. Is it? Absolutely. I thought she had to ask me, and I told her, because that's what I'm doing with well, my kid. Well, you know, that's an unrealistic expectation. Oh, right? okay. And besides, you owe her for building a freaking storage building in her tree and leaving it there for decades. She was impressed. Was she? Was she? You're sure she didn't have some uncomfortable conversations with the neighbors? She didn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Denise on here. We're going to talk about yeah, this. She, I, don't, I don't think she minded at all. That's how she's going to learn about podcasting. Yeah. I'm just going to have but, her on the show. But she's, you know, she's the type of mom that wouldn't mind, you know. You had, you have mm -hmm. probably the best mom ever. <laughs> okay. You no, do. I'm just kidding. She's, she's great. In she's many, really many great. ways. And it's not just that she puts up with you. <laughs> but that's a big part yeah, of it. Oh, but that says <laughs> a lot. And a hard-working lady, too. She's been at the same place for... Oh, she doesn't work anymore. Is she retired? She's been retired for the last two years. I didn't know that. Almost about. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, she, she worked for uh, Taylor County for like 30-something years. Yeah. So so she's she's doing what she should be. She should be retired. She should be... Taking it easy. Good old Taylor County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Abilene is the seed of Taylor County. So I know you, most of your kids are old enough that they're already ruined. Uh -huh. But your son is your youngest, correct? Okay. Are you... What are you about to do? This might help. This book? Yes. What did I just hand you? Fatherhood by Bill Cosby. <laughs> when was... <laughs> What's this written? Um, let's see. Open that thing up. Let's see if there's a date. What? Is, oh, there's a somebody wrote in it. Uh, yeah, somebody wrote it. Who's June that from? June sixteenth, nineteen eighty-six. Love to Don, a new father to be. I d I don't know what that says right there. Here, let me have a go at it. I'm smarter I, I than you. I can't. I'm a lot smarter than you. I mean that handwriting. I so can't quite read. So these books. 
I was on TV. I was on national television for a show called HGTV's Flipper Flop Fort Worth. Hold on. I'm telling you a story this book. I know the story but of But they don't. Books. They don't know the story. So, one of the homes, there was a recently deceased man. He, and I think it's okay to say this because there's no way for anybody to look this up. And there's no last name here. So, I think we're good. I don't know. Please, God, don't sue me. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing this television show, and I'm sure I signed an NDA. Why would God sue you? Is God going to sue me? God shouldn't sue please, me. You said, please, God, don't sue me. Anyway. Um, so so we're, doing this, we're doing this show, and one of the things that they got to do to flip... I should finish saying the name of the show. It was Flipper Flop Fort Worth. Okay. And they'd go in, they'd fix these houses up, <coughs> and they'd sell them, right? Yes. And they'd make a television show out of it. I was involved with the landscaping portion of it. Hope I'm not violating the NDA. Anyway, um, one of the houses here in Fort Worth, a gentleman had, uh, how do I put this delicately? He had committed suicide by running his car in his garage. Oh. And so they got this I house about that. on the super cheap, right? Well, when they went to gut this house, one of the things they had to do is offload a huge, huge library of books. And I was horrified when I got to the property one day to start kind of surveying and coming up with a quote and figuring out what we're going to do for the landscape, that they had taken all these books and they threw them in the construction dumpster. Mm-hmm. I'm talking thousands of books. And a lot of them at this point had been water damaged and were just covered in shit. And I mean, it was bad. So I salvaged probably about a thousand books, maybe more. I took all the best ones I could find all the ones that hadn't been ruined, and I loaded them up. I made two or three truckloads uh, back to the house, and I was stacking these books up, keeping them. Over the years, I've run out of space for these things, and I've had to take them to Goodwill. I've had to donate them or something. But it, anyway, they weren't thrown away, and I think that's a win. Mm. Books, right? Yeah. you got to salvage books. Kind of um, reminds me of something I, I heard on like a TikTok the other day is is about <clears throat> people who actually read books and how much more successful they are because of it. How about people that just hold and on the, to books? And the statistics because <laughs> I've never read this book of how little people read nowadays. I actually sent it to somebody recently. We need to start reading. We really do. I yeah. I committed time to reading. A while back. I don't feel like it changed my life, but I do need to get back into it. All right, so this is one of the books that I have kept over the years from that collection of books. Mm-hmm. So inside, and I hadn't even seen this. We opened up this book, Bill Cosby, Fatherhood, Introduction and Afterward by Alvin F. Piossaint, MD, medical doctor. Anyway, this book, I kept it because I thought it was very interesting that Bill Cosby had a book on fatherhood. And then shortly after finding this book is whenever all the Bill Cosby stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And the value of this book to me went up quadruple. Like I just, oh I wow. was like, man, I'm really holding on to some history here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. June 16th, 1982. Love to Dawn, a new father to be. Surrender to the unsanity. That's probably insanity. Surrender to the insanity. Of this book, it's wonderful. Love you always. 
What is that? It looks like B-A-E-U and Bailey. Is that Bo? Bo and Bailey? Yeah, Bo and Bailey <laughs> Cox. Sorry. Shouldn't have said that last part, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's Anyways. interesting. It's interesting to find a book like this. And uh, anyway, there might be some good tidbits in here from old Bill Cosby on how to raise your child. Let's be clear on something. He didn't do that's anything to kids, right? That's the thing that I... Oh. Well, he didn't send it to me. Hmm? I'll send it to you. Oh, shit. Library of Congress catalog in publication data. Cosby Bill, 1937 to current. Fatherhood. I don't know. So the question is... Uh, so this was printed can in 1986. Can a rapist be a decent father? We were watching a movie last night, and it was uh, Sylvester Stallone's newest uh, mm-hmm. money grab. Sorry, Sylvester. I feel like you're better than this. It really wasn't a bad movie, but uh, I hate seeing a, a, a legend of mine in movies like Escape. Where he he did a a movie with uh, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, and then uh, they did another one, Escape Two. Oh, they these did movies a one. these movies were just garbage. But the one we watched yeah. last night was really not that bad. It was good, and I think uh, I well, didn't finish it. Yeah, he fell asleep like a sleepy hoe. Um, but oh. it uh, it was decent. Um, oh shit, I can't remember the name. <laughs> Uh. Anyway, it was made in 2022. It's a it's a brand new movie, and at the very end, I feel like the entire movie was just a setup for this quote. It was um. There's good and evil in every one of us. Mm-hmm. And you gotta understand that people are capable of both. I feel like that was the entire reason that movie was made. Mm-hmm. And it's a good point because two things. One, don't turn your back on anybody because you don't really understand what's going through someone's head. Mm. And just because they're a good person right now doesn't mean they're going to be a good person in every situation, right? I think that's fair to say. Okay. And then the second thing is, even though somebody did something awful, it doesn't mean that they're not capable of good. And I think that second part's kind of... Uh, a harder stretch, right? It's harder to harder to accept. Harder to accept that. Like once a piece of shit, always a piece of shit. But well, it's Satarian. Uh, I think might have been the name of that movie. That was the name of the superhero in the. Yeah, I don't know if that's right. Well, the thing is, I feel like culturally now we're doing this thing where people are canceled and everything that they're associated with always is canceled now. Yeah. Well, you fucked up and that's it. Your life's yeah. over. We don't want anything else yeah. from you. And 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 now we have to cancel all of your previous work. Yeah. I mean, the like I said, I mean, can <laughs> can a rapist be a good father that can give other people good fatherly advice? I think so. I think I think Okay, so in 1986, I don't this know book right here, this book was written, the picture yes. of this man taken, was taken while he was doing all that awful shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's scary. Dude. I don't know that this would be the best 
time in his life for him to be giving out advice. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, I, I I think I really like that quote from last night's movie mm. that there's good and evil in everybody. Well, I'm glad that you got something out of one of Sylvester Stallone's last cash grabs, as you put it. <laughs> it was a decent movie. It was. I'd watch it again. It's good. I mean, it's art, man. You know? It is art. You know? And then there's, you know, like Michael Jackson made so much incredible art. Changed the face of music entirely. You know, I really almost... And he got canceled. He he did some questionable shit that uh, I don't think he was ever convicted of, but... He was never convicted. And I think I and most people believed he did what he was accused of i think he did a version of what he was accused of and i think that in his mind he had done nothing wrong honestly i i I think he sincerely believed he had done nothing wrong i don't you know i don't know i'm not making excuses for people that do bad shit by the way (laughs) yeah i wonder i i don't know anyways in this thing with with you know i i just feel like the world is kind of change the like there's less grace there's less forgiveness there's a lot of moral high ground everybody's trying to take you know and and, and I think we're a society of hypocrites we're imperfect per- people that make plenty of mistakes and I think it's kind of we've just kind of gotten where we're a little too comfortable with um, casting people out now there are acts that are so egregious that no, surely there's again, no again I'm not I'm not making any saving excuses that person. for anybody. Yeah. But what what is surprising to me is that, you know, we look at somebody like Bill Cosby, who did something that was by most people's standards unforgivable, right? Absolutely. But then we've got some other people that just get a free pass. And it just, it's, 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 it's like a popularity contest. It, is it has less to do with right and wrong and more to do with what's in vogue. Right. And Bill Cosby had been a, Again, a shadow of a celebrity like for I a said, long time when this hit. Had this come to light in 1986, it probably would have been just dismissed. Oh, it, it probably was dismissed you just didn't know it yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. okay but fast forward to 20 what 18 2019 whenever mm-hmm. all the shit came out about bill cosby yeah if his career was still on an upswing do you think he would have mm-hmm. received the same repercussions no no i don't think so either no but also we we have gotten or we we like to tear down idols now like that's a big thing that's kind of that's kind of a positive connotation there. Yeah. Right. I mean, like tearing down idols is sure. probably a good thing. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's almost too, well, it's to a fault. To the point of, well, we want to tear down things just because they're big. Yeah. Just because they're big. Not to say he's that, but you get what I'm saying. Like everything big in the world, he we make it incendiary. And we want to tear it down is kind of like what I see a lot of people doing too. Bill Cosby, regardless of where his career was at, though, is yeah. kind of a—I mean, he was a little bit of a national treasure, right? I mean, that's a—that's a household name, and oh. I don't care what generation you are. Everybody knew who Bill Cosby was. 
Yeah, I mean, he had a a, a good wholesome show. He had lots of good wholesome shows, and like Jello. With, with kids and and, Jello. and family and and, Jello. and having a a positive, uh, you know, image for for certain races for their his race. And I mean, it's it's hard to I don't know. That's why a lot of people, like, I feel like they can't accept that he's guilty also because of the good things he did do, you know, because they, you know, you know, it it shouldn't, like I'm saying, that that shouldn't stop being a good thing. I didn't follow the whole thing, but the, like, with him getting in trouble and all this stuff coming to life, I didn't didn't follow the whole thing. But there's one image that sticks with me, and it's whenever they've... I think they have handcuffs on him. They're escorting him somewhere. Mm-hmm. And a camera gets in his face, and he he kind of, like... I, I want to say he, like, stuck his tongue out and, like, was kind of mocking them, like, mm. eh, whatever. Eh. That's weird. Yeah. It was super weird. And I'm probably not describing it correctly, but, like, the moment was... That's the, the vibe, you know? Like, I don't care. I'm Bill Cosby. Whatever. You. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like so, that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Anyway, don't get canceled. Don't do it. And don't do anything terrible. I think we've both ran into this where we've befriended people before that ended up being monsters later. I know it's happened to me a couple of times. I think you had uh, some kind of run-in with somebody at, at the gym. I want to say there was a character from your story that did something terrible and you'd been like training with him or training him or something. Oh. We don't have to talk about that, but I, I'm just saying like, yeah, it happens yeah. in life. Like, um, just don't turn into one of those yeah. stories. Cody. There's a domestic abuse thing yeah. and I, you know, I'm very much so against that and it, it, it made me want to wash my hands of them. It happens. Like, you know, you, I, you interact with enough people, you're going to find some really shit humans every once in a while. Yeah. I do, I do try to be, um, I try to be forgiving, you know, because I, I have to, you know, I have to accept that I know I'm not perfect, so I should be able to accept other people aren't. But also, you got to set boundaries and say certain people you don't want in your life. So it's a balance like anything else, I think. So I think as far as cancel culture, Bill Cosby is definitely one of those people that we should just kind of cancel the shit out of. I just, (laughs) yeah. Anybody involved with something that egregious. Uh, I don't know. He's he's so old. It's it's like Like a moot point. Yeah, (laughs) a bit. (laughs) He's basically, he's right there. He got away with it. Yeah, he got away with it. So what do we do? Not punish him? Well, he's out of jail now. Oh, is he really? Yeah. What? Yeah, he got out. And now what? No, uh, no repercussions outside of that. I I don't know. They found him guilty, right? Yeah. Look, I'm I'm not a hundred percent up and up on it. Oh, but and by the, the way, Fort Worth, Fort Worth Roots doesn't research any of this stuff. This yeah. is completely hearsay. Last we do not stand by out. any statement no. made here on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just talking. Yeah, I as far as I know, he's free. You gonna look it up? Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay. This is also is not legitimate information. We do not stand by these statements either. This is just shit Cody's reading off on his phone. If he ever finds it. Probably not. 
we've Give me already, a break. We've yeah. already decided that your research abilities are dog shit. He was released. Yeah. Just, uh, like on bail? Is there going to be more? I thought he was in prison for life. He's had to. He was. He spent three years in pen, in prison in Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Threw out his 2018 convictions on charges of drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Custand in 2004. Can you give us a source? 2004. Uh, yeah, that that was what the ex. That's from when the accusations were. Oh, okay. So that's not when it occurred. When the vi- when the assault uh, happened. No, that's when he did the drugging and the sexual assaulting. It was it in '04? In '04. Wow. Okay. So maybe. So was he not doing that kind of stuff in '86? Can I like this I book again? No. <laughs> Does, is that how it works? I thought when you get canceled today, like you get canceled forever from before. That's what I. That's how I don't know. I'm not like, part of it. Okay, so we like cancel Bill Cosby as a toddler. Yeah, we cancel. We go all the way forever. back. Forever. I think you can enjoy, at least, at very least, you can enjoy his art before he made terrible choices. Uh, okay. So why did the court overturn the conviction? Because the pr- prosecutors violated Mr. Cosby's rights. <clears throat> he got out on a technicality. By reneging on an apparent promise not to charge him, the court... Majority ruled in his favor. Two thousand. Yeah. So he's out on a technicality. Yeah, I mean, that's how legal crap works. Oh my God! Well, yeah. when you got Bill Cosby money, I don't know how much money he's got, but he's got Bill Cosby money for sure. Whatever that is, Bill Cosby money might be a dollar, it might be a million. I don't know. Mm. But he probably. I mean, you're gonna put whatever you got asset wise into he, lawyers. He ended up paying her three point three eight million to settle in two thousand six. Three? How much? Okay, so in two thousand five, Bruce L. Castro Jr., who was then the district attorney in uh, Montgomery County, um, Pennsylvania, outside of sorry, Philadelphia issued a news release saying that he had declined to charge Mr. Cosby over the matter. Mr. Cosby then sat for dispositions in a separate lawsuit filed against him by Ms. Constand, which he paid her $3.38 million to settle in 2006. God damn. But... That is a lot, dude. Jesus. But a subsequent district attorney reversed Miss Castro Castor's uh, decision and charged the entertainer with assaulting Miss Costand. After all, in the trial, prosecutors used that Miss Co- uh, <coughs> Mr. Cosby had said in the disposition he. His admission that in decades past he had given quaaludes to women in an effort to have sex with them as evidence against him. Hmm. So his testimony was null and void at that point. So it was because there was a promise of non-prosecution 
There's a promise of non-prosecution for him to admit basically what he did. So they're like, you can tell us and we won't charge yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And then they went back on that and they, they charged him and then he got out oh based gosh. on that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Anyways, probably should cut that out. <laughs> no. No. People <laughs> need to know. Uh, because it's been quiet, you know. Last thing I remember is him getting loaded up in a police car. Right. Yep. Well, you he's don't been hear out. about it. All right. How's the Times? The New York Times. New York Times. That's what you read off of? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like the 1986 copy of Bill Cosby's Fatherhood, I don't know where you could get it, but that's the name of the book. On the back of the cover, it says, Fatherhood is pretending that the present you love most is soap on a rope. Knowing that you're in trouble when the child says, no problem. Thinking that the height of fashion is matching socks. And helping your children learn English as a foreign language. Oh, there's one more. Not being the boss of the house because you've seen the boss, boss's job and you don't want it. I don't know. This doesn't sound like a good read. But it definitely uh, brings character to the studio. And I believe I will keep this book here to remind people to make good choices. <laughs> don't be a rapist. Don't be a shitty human. Yeah. Regardless if he spent his life in prison or not. I really thought he was going away forever. That's crazy. Well, whenever we talked about doing a podcast, what uh, what information had you decided that you wanted to get out into the world? <laughs> um... Was this just supposed to be a goofy-ass thing that we did together? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just a goofy thing to do with you. Well, we nailed it. Uh, I just try to... I don't know. Since I don't listen, at least maybe I could, could participate somehow. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe listen once in a while. I'll try. I've got an interactive map that shows me that nobody from Abilene listens to this <laughs> shit, so... Maybe we'll snag up some Abilene listeners. Uh, I doubt I'm, it. I know. Well, because of me, I'm going to bring in all these listeners. You don't understand. I know plenty of people that want to hear you say dumb shit. Yeah. I well, know lots of people in Abilene. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Everybody. Why wouldn't they every, just call me? Everybody in the Dom family, for sure. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just <laughs> call me? No, they will call you after this. Yeah. What's your phone number? Oh, no. Go I'm ahead. I'm not putting that yeah, up. Yeah, go there. ahead. No. I'll put it in the show notes. Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> Don't you do that. You understand? I might. I Nobody's going to call me. If I put your number in the show notes after this little back and forth, people will call you. Who would call me? Well, the Doms, for sure. <laughs> he has my number. <laughs> oh, shit. He's going to call you then. Yeah. He called me last time he wanted to talk to you. <laughs> you know, I never got that call, by the way. Oh, he never called you? <laughs> he just got the info he wanted from me. Fort Worth Roots has a phone number now. Oh. I haven't set up the voicemail yet, though, so. Oh. Let me see here. Oh, I need to put that down so I can prank you call You sent me it. an attachment? Oh, it's that video. Yeah, it's, it's a video. You're going to put it down as prank caller? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm going pr- to prank call you. Here it is. Fort Worth Roots, new phone number, voicemail not yet set up. Maybe by the time I release this episode, it will be 817-988-1292. 
And I asked the kid, I was like, can I get like a bunch of like consecutive numbers? And anyway, we played with that for a while until finally we landed on this number. And I'm not a big fan, but he was trying to give me a 682 number. And I was like, mm, nope, it's got to be 817. It's got to be. 100%. Absolutely. Now I have your your other phone saved. Oh, because last time I did this, you did get some prank. Yeah. Uh, what did I do? Call you or text yeah, you? Yeah, of course you did. I can't remember. I think I, I was texting you, right? I think you called me. Had to be text, though. You yeah. know my voice. The last time he did like a reverse prank call, I call him, and he ends up putting somebody that we know from our past on the phone, <laughs> and he pretends like it's not Andrew's phone. And he acted rude and then hung up on me. He said, don't call this number again. And my initial reaction wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, man, maybe I called the wrong number. I was like, nope, that's the one I have saved. And yep, that's the number I've saved with text. So it didn't accidentally get changed. Anyways. But then he called me back. So and I said he was sorry for basically pranking me well the, i i friend i thought that you would go into panic mode and start an elaborate like uh, search what's the guy liam neeson taken yeah. uh scenario where you're like i don't know who you are gotta go save andrew but how and i don't know how you got andrew's phone <laughs> but i will find you but i will find if it's money you want i'm broke <laughs> i'm from abilene <laughs> yeah. but i do have a particular set of skills that make me unstoppable at yeah. concrete testing and wrecking vehicles. And wrecking vehicles that are into not my own. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically God. I can eat a guardrail at 70 miles an hour, <laughs> minus the plutonium. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, we did two and a half hours. Thank you for doing this with me. You're and uh, next time we do this, I need you to have something that you created. Maybe Start have a, a reason to speak to me? Okay. No, we did good. This is something I've wanted to do for a really long time. Just mm -hmm. I was on the uh, Jerry Jonestown Massacre podcast about a month ago for their nine-year anniversary. And listeners, if you haven't checked out the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, you should. It's a great podcast. They've been around for nine-plus years now. Mm. It, uh, for a very long time, was the largest podcast in North Texas. And they have five awards mm. for being the best podcast in uh, Fort Worth but anyway I got a chance to sit in on that one and um, I told those dudes um, I really like their format and I would like to do more just you know stuff like this mm. it's not really on brand for Fort Worth Roots but I don't know I like it I like just having chill conversations. And I'll try I, to create something next time. I, I mean, like, get in a band or... Yeah. You know, you, you've been up to stuff. It fits because mm. you came up here for a competition. You did mm. that big eight-week, 45-pound weight yeah. loss thing. You've yeah. been doing stuff. You're not stagnant. So, we had lots of stuff to talk about. I wish we had spent more time talking about how you just watched me as I put an alternator in that car, but I feel like we... This is just we probably covered it enough. Yeah. And every woman that meets him is in love with him also. Well, then now that's true. Yeah. Shout out to Denise. Oh, so she loves me. I hate All you right. so much. Thank you, Fort Worth Roots, for being here. And we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>
I don't even know what to tell you. You made it. I don't know how you did it. You got a lot of time on your hands. Tell me what you thought about that. Is it okay that I do weird stuff like this? <laughs> it's not your typical episode. Hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed making it. Uh, these were episodes that I've been sitting on for a while because I didn't exactly know where to put them. So I just put them all together. Made kind of a Thanksgiving-type thing. So, anyway. Thank you to Jeffrey Lord for always being a supporter of the show and helping us promote the September event that we did out there at Pouring Glory. Big thanks to Joe Guzman for being in studio and just hanging out and being a good dude. Hoping to uh, do some work with him for Psychedelic Panther coming up, I believe, in April. And as details unfold, I'll let you know all about that. Richard Keller. That guy needs to be a repeat co-host on the show. I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can't get something nailed down. Always a blast having Itchy Richie in the studio. And then Cody Halford. Why did we do that? Why did... (laughs) That's a really long segment of the episode. If y'all got a chance to listen to that, Cody Halford is a dear friend, a great dude, a wonderful parent, and uh, just an all-around good guy. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. We had a fun weekend. Uh, kind of got to got a chance to show him around. He got to see some live music from friends of the show and try out some good Fort Worth food. And anyway, it was fun, lots of fun. Okay, there's really nothing else to tell you about that. You've uh, sat through what three and a half hours of that already. Moving on, Spring Fest 2023, April 22nd, River Oaks Christmas. Uh, what am I talking about? The uh, River Oak Spring Fest car show that we did last year was a huge success. We're going to do it again. It's going to be bigger and better this year, and it's happening on April 22nd. So make sure that you put that on your calendar. Fort Worth Roots will be there representing, of course, and uh, it's going to be a blast. So more details to follow on that. River Oaks Christmas Parade is Saturday, December 10th at 6 p.m. The route will end at City Hall for the Christmas tree lighting. And a big thank you and shout out to anybody that came to the uh, Pouring Glory event that we had this weekend, the Border Collie Rescue, live music, chili cook-off, and of course Fort Worth Roots was there representing, doing some recordings, making friends, kissing babies, shaking hands, or shaking babies, kissing hands, something like that. Hadn't happened yet, but uh, that's tomorrow, and uh, by the time you listen to this, it will be yesterday. So, a little bit of time travel work there. Anyway, thanks for coming out. Okay. Uh, sponsors, Roofing Solutions by Darren Hauk. You can go to roofingsolutionshauk.com or their phone number is 817-882-6520. And just by telling them that you heard about them on the Fort Worth Roots podcast, you get 50% off on a roofing tune-up. What is a roofing tune-up? You have caulking and all sorts of things that kind of break down over time on your roof. And you should probably have somebody up there at least every couple of years to take a look at your roof. Just make sure there's no damage because because you may not know if there's an issue. And getting ahead of something like that could save you thousands of dollars. And it's a great uh, opportunity to meet a quality local roofer. You do live in North Texas, and this is the worst place to own a roof because we get beat up by all the stuff. The high temperatures, the winds, the hail, all that stuff. So go ahead, contact Darren, let him know he's your roofer now. And um, have him on speed dial, 817-882-6520. One more time, that's Roofing Solutions by Darren Houck, roofingsolutionshauk.com, and 817-882-6520 will be in the show notes. Thank you to our sponsors, Woodpost Metalworks. You can go to woodpostmetalworks.com. I'm always talking about their fire pits that you can break down. Uh, it's, a, it's a box. It's custom. It's got lots of cool stuff, nice artwork. Um, and you can break it down. It lays flat. And you can take it with you, tailgating or barbecues or whatever you want to do. Take it with you. 
pull it out, put the pins back in. Now you got this really cool uh, fire pit. It's awesome. That's one of my favorite things that they sell. But they do so much more. They do light metal uh, fabrication, plasma cutting, things like that. Lately, I've seen them post a lot of stuff about uh, signs that they've made for local businesses. So that's something they do uh, se seemingly regular, on the regular, um, but lots of cool stuff. And you can go to their website. Here, here comes Christmas. You're going to need some cool ideas for gifts. Go to their website, woodpostmetalworks.com, and at checkout, use the code PODCAST817 for 10% off. Thank you to our friends at Halk Walker Originals. If y'all made it out to our event uh, this September at Pouring Glory, we were passing out these really badass uh, tumblers, these insulated cups that uh, Halk Walker Originals made for us. They've got a laser etcher that can make quick work out of uh, any kind of custom project that you might need for your office. Maybe you have your own podcast and you need stuff made uh, professionally, on the cheap, and quick. Uh, these would be the people for that. Check them out. Halk Walker Originals can be found at halkwalker.com. And if you have a house and you're planning on putting Christmas lights on that house, you're running out of time. Give my friend Adam a call. He does residential and commercial light installation for the holiday lights. You can get them at 325-232-4183. And I'll try to remember and put that in the show notes this week. Uh, don't let that 325 number fool you. He's a local guy. He's been here for years. And he's been doing the uh, commercial and residential Christmas lights uh, for three or four years now. Knows what he's doing. He's got the, all the connections you need to make sure that you get exactly what you want. Does good work. Good dude. Give him a call, 325-232-4183. Tell him you heard about him on the show. He's not a sponsor, actually. Just trying to spread the word here for him. So, yeah, tell him you heard about him on the Fort Worth Roots podcast. Blow his mind. And one more shout-out to our listener supporters, Angela Hauk and Stephanie Daniels. Thank you all for being a monthly contributor to the Fort Worth Roots podcast. You can also be a supporter of the show by going to patreon.com. I'll put that in the show notes. You can type in Fort Worth Roots in the Find Creator search bar, and it'll bring our page up. And for as little as $4 a month, you can uh, help support the show. Aside from that, just thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, because every time you do download one of these episodes, it shows up on our analytics and uh, all those platforms like Apple Podcast. They pay attention to that, how many people are listening to the show. So it helps us get moved around uh, different charts and stuff. So you are already supporting the show just by listening. So thank you. All right, folks, that's it. I am out of here and I will see you next Monday. That's it. Seriously. You don't believe me? I mean, bye. Hello? Hello? Oh, hey. What's going on? Yo. What deal? Well, just looking... Being annoyed. What do you want? You sound annoyed. <laughs> are you Are you pooping and it's not going well? No. Something totally ridiculous. Tell me more. Have you ever gotten... Garlic dipping sauce from fucking Pizza Hut. Okay, yeah, I think so. Yeah.
My wife has to get it when we get fucking pizza. And um, I fucking hate the smell of it. And I mean, I fucking hate it. <laughs> okay. okay. I think I've told you about this before. I don't remember talking about this. Anyways, one time this dummy had some of that shit and it got spilled all over the floor. And I mean, I was fucking livid. <laughs> I was on the couch, I think. Okay. I mean, I was so goddamn mad. When you say this dummy, are you talking about your wife? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm talking clear. about. Yeah. Well, damn. And it made me really, really mad. So, she still orders this shit every time we get pizza. And I went to throw away some boxes and one falls out. What do I do? I step on it and it like literally squirts on my fucking leg and my foot, which is in a flip flop. So it's all over my skin and in my, under my foot and my shoe. What is your deal with this particular sauce? I just hate the fucking smell. And then that happens after I already dealt with the, it getting like, Spilled all over the couch by a small child, you know, living in my house. I have like nine of them. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I'm really sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it just—it's—it's it's definitely a setting for me. <laughs> it's, uh... Well, it'll be a fun story to tell later. Yeah, I knew you were recording just because the, the way you were talking, you sounded like your fake self. <laughs> I don't have a fake bone in my body, Cody Halford from Abilene, Texas. Uh, why you gotta why you gotta single me out and tell people where I live? Anyway, I was gonna try to do that Zoom meeting. See if that works. Yeah. You're my test pig. Are you going somewhere? You sound like you're getting in the car. Yeah, I just got in the car. What's happening in Remember, the car? Remember, it was like two hours ago was when you were supposed to do this. Around five o'clock. I got busy. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm busy. Well, I need like five seconds. I just want to see if it'll work. Does it work on regular cell phone network or do I have to be on Wi-Fi? Oh, that's a good question. Let's try it on cell phone. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to have to do because I'm not going to sit here and wait. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'll call you right back. Okay, bye. Right. My God. It's a beard. Jesus. What men grow. Okay, but that that's a bit more than what men grow. That's what men from Fargo, Alaska uh, grow. I uh, I grew it out because of uh, I was doing the, um, the Bob Ross thing. Right. I'll let it grow. Yeah, I think he just forgot to shave for a year. Now, now that that's over, it's no shave November, so let's see how fucking nuts it gets. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I'm not not Are shaving you, my neck, so. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. That would drive me insane. There's no way. Yeah, but I'm going to let this grow out and see how crazy it gets. I've never done it. We might I've have. done, uh, yeah, I don't do it. Like, most people are like, no show in November. I'm like, yeah, that's gay. I'm not doing it. 
I don't have to schedule. You have an iPhone, don't you? My facial hair growth? Yes. It's got a terrible onboard microphone. I just want you to know that. I apologize. It's not that. it's not the volume. I can hear you just fine. It's just shit. Did you see when I went to turn up the volume on my end? No. Because I just did. No. I, yeah, I, I can't weird. see what's on your screen. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought, but then you responded as if you could. Because <laughs> I had just hit those buttons and I was like, what? hold on. I activated God code right before I called you. So how does he know what I'm doing? Omnipresence. Holy shit! Are you driving? Yeah, yeah. You dickhead. I was parked. Okay. But now I'm going. Okay. To drive. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm let not you. Looking at you. Stop talking. I have to get off the phone with you now because what you're doing is illegal. Is it? <laughs> I didn't know. I'll that. I'll let you know how the recording goes. I'll I'll call, I'll call okay. you in a minute. Bye. All right, goodbye.